yeah david was like traveled to the ends of the world and like found i think brogan in some cave with a long beard and i don't know where yeah now i've shaved it to a mustache and it looks terrible but that's that's the magic of what happens when you have like a long-term relationship is you can just look as awful as can be and as long Mm -hmm. as they're okay with it you're free you're (laughs) you have unbounded the chains of society i I understand exactly what you mean bro i've been growing out all of this facial hair since the wedding now that now that i've got it locked in i don't gotta worry about it anymore (laughs) and unfortunately i can't get like great lengths so it's kind of just like it's a pitiful like patchy beard but you know it's there and she's got to deal with it now Mm. Yeah, so, I have, wait, to, I have to look. Uh, did you did you literally marry her so she couldn't complain immediately about your your shitty facial? <laughs> you know, I was I was trying to to grow it up. We were delaying because of COVID, and and during that time since we were on lockdown, I was you know getting lazy with the beard, kind of as you do. I was getting so many complaints. I was fine. I was like, fine. Let's just let's just make the the marriage happen, and we don't have to deal with it anymore. So yeah, that yeah. was that was really yeah, yeah. the impetus nice. for it. See. I guess uh, we should say officially also on um, live on air. Congratulations! Thank um, you. Yeah, congrats. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah. Right, and uh, and obviously you found me living with penguins um, <laughs> in the in the <laughs> I, I in did the, in the pole. Uh, yeah. You know, originally we were gonna go somewhere really nice uh, for for our honeymoon. You know, somewhere to get mm-hmm. away from things. But uh, since you, you guys were, like, were on I have such, to find... yeah, I had to I had to <laughs> traverse the globe to reunite you guys for for this yeah. podcast. Uh, you know, in uh, instead of going on a, a relaxing honeymoon together. So I hope yeah. the the listeners out there are appreciative of the efforts I've gone to to bring mm-hmm. back the Daydream Cast. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, right off the bat, we can say, uh, it will be, it will remain very hi- highly irregular, but, um, the penguins need sure, looking after still, you have the, the, the Pavlos and Brogan guarantee that, that, that we will be doing a, our, you know, 1986 game of the year cast. Uh, it's essential. It's important. It's essential when, to our brand yeah. to rip off giant bomb. <laughs> uh, listen, we, we evolved i think i think we improved evolved the formula they're they're not even you know they're not even the game side anymore they're just doing <laughs> random stuff um anyway but uh yeah I, i'll say you know may uh, we will try before the end of the year but you know otherwise in january at the latest i think that will that will happen and until then no promises uh the, the game of the year cast is also a lot of work so uh we'll see we'll see maybe brogan and i will experiment with uh some video stuff uh, in the meantime we'll we, sh- we shall see um, uh, yeah i look forward to that uh bro is churning out some great youtube comments uh youtube content uh no <laughs> comments, comments. Of... he also comments on his own videos i don't know if you've noticed it's like <laughs> great great <laughs> job <laughs> look, 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 you got the best video i've seen on youtube that nobody knows how the algorithm works so he's just trying anything <laughs> and everything to get more clicks Hey, hey, for the record, I don't go by what people want to see. I go by what I want to make. And that's the key to happiness, y'all. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. Sorry, do you want to say something about about happiness? No, I don't know anything about that. I'm married. (laughs) Right. Okay, that's... He has no idea what happiness is. Well, yeah, now we get the marriage jokes. Um, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, so we got a, a, a ton of topics for you today. Some pretty similar to each other, but nevertheless, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. You could say there's uh, a theme, but there's also some other stuff kind of thrown in for, for variety. Yeah. And the theme is, of course, monkeys and balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, let's let's come come from it from a from a story angle. You know, uh, I hear you have a story for us, David. Uh, I do. I do. I, I'm going to particular place. I'm going to string a what might seem like a somewhat convoluted yarn, but um, it, it uh, all has to do with an with epic yarn. <laughs> a little bit. It is a little. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have been getting back into gaming more recently, and one of the ways I've done that is by kind of looking out into my uh, area here and seeing the uh, the access I have to, to certain uh, video game amenities, I guess you could say. The first of which was a, uh, a retro game store that uh, is right outside of the, the, the big city here, Portland. And mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was like being a kid in a candy shop running around and just seeing everything they had, all of these overpriced classics, these these you know pristine systems, you know from even before I was born, all of these nostalgic you know gems, uh, and af- after that, after spending some money at a game that didn't work there, um, <laughs> I uh, ended up looking at a different place that was connected with it, which is a retro game bar, uh, yeah, a little closer to home, and mm-hmm. that. Uh, was a really fantastic experience. It was, you know, it's a nice, open, kind of comfortable bar. They got, like, a little uh, couch section in the middle. It's just, there's TVs at every table. They got various game mm-hmm. systems hooked up from the, the NES all the way up to the, the latest generations and stuff. And a, mm-hmm. and a, and a decent library of uh, hmm. fun, fun stuff to pick from. Uh, obviously, cool. the, the standard multiplayer options, you know, like for for your 64, you got your GoldenEye and you got your Smash Bros, your Mario Kart yeah. games. But they also have, you know, some more interesting single player options as well that you can pick. They had the the Super Game Boy set up so you could play, they, say they had a collection of Game Boy games you could oh. play on the TV as well, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, like any nerd themed uh, bar, they have all of their, you know, their specialty drinks and... Uh, food options uh, yeah. named after various things so i had like very, uh, a couple of tropical drinks one was called a song of storms the other a screw mm. attack and they were both very mm-hmm. delicious mm-hmm. but it was a, a fantastic place to visit it was okay affordable aside from the food the food was definitely a little price gougy but you know it's, it's worth it for the experience to go check it out now i know how to spend less money next time wait still... wait wait so, so so i get when you say fair Tell me how much a screw attack was and what was in the screw attack. Okay, I don't I don't remember everything that was in the screw attack. It was a rum based uh, drink and it was uh, it was more like mm. a daiquiri, uh, a little frozen, and that actually was more affordable than the the other mixed drinks. That one was only eight dollars. Um, okay, that's fine. That okay, that's yeah, fair. Okay. The, the 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 otherwise like the otherwise like advertised drinks like the ones they really pushed they're more like the twelve to fifteen dollar range. And, and that's that's definitely a little pricey, but uh, you know the first time you go anywhere, you expect to spend a little bit of money. You want to test and see if that price tag is really worth it, and then you can learn for the future. You know what, sure. what the affordable, you know the like the ratio of quality to price is on on items. Right. So How like was I, the food? The food? I, I, now we're we're gonna turn this into a restaurant review podcast because <laughs> I. Don't... 
I'm so it's, welcome to the Yelp cast. <laughs> it's it's an it was an important facet of the experience again, like food with the video. Because one of the things that I had to consider when we first sat down to order, I was like, all right, how can I eat and game at the same time? I need to maximize my meal, my my bite to button press ratio. You know, yeah. Uh, and and originally I ordered like a, a full meal because you know that was our plans for dinner was to go here, and it was a, a, a pork katsu. Uh, it's an Asian fusion. Uh, theme ah. that they have, uh, which is also, I think, a, a, a nice touch theming with the uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, area here. Uh, and and that was good, but because they brought it so fast, like they got it to us before they got the games ready for us, which I was not expecting. And it was like it was like less than ten minutes to prepare. So I guess like there was just nothing waiting in the kitchen. So that that was nice, but that that meant I had to eat first before we could start playing our games, and it mm-hmm. was. It was good, but it wasn't like fulfilling. And again, it was hard to eat, you know, between like like trying to, you know, pick, pick a game to to play and stuff. So instead, after we we finished that, we also looked at the appetizers, and they had okay. uh, curry fries, like a like a golden curry fries, and those were really good. I'm that, taking notes. Yeah, that, <laughs> and, and I was, and, and that we kind of learned that the appetizer was the way to go. For you know, to, to be able to maximize your gaming and eating at the same time, because the other part of that equation is what game do you play while you eat? Because obviously, mm-hmm. games that are take constant attention, uh, it, they're not going to fly. You can't you know shuffle food in your mouth and press all the buttons on the controller at the same time. Right. So what? Or or, uh, or listen to me. Listen to me. How about this? You got an Ubisoft game. You're you're like a squirrel or a chipmunk, and then you just take a giant bite and store it in your cheeks as you play optimally. <laughs> as you play conquer. <laughs> we, we actually Continue. did play a little conquer, but that was later on. <laughs> but no, okay. I. So at our table, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys this: as the, the the video game experts here, uh, mm-hmm. you sit down at the table and you see you have a Wii and a Dreamcast available to you. And uh, you, you've got one other person to, to, to switch between, you know, if you want to play a game. What game do what you What do you guys... mean by that? Yeah. You mean, like, we can play two-player? Yeah, you could play two-player. Yeah. Like, that's the idea. Yeah. Like, you've you got another person there right. with you. So Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. The actual with... answer was Choo Choo Rocket, but I know you played Monkey Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mo- Monkey Ball was what we ended up playing. I, I ended up p- picking Super Monkey Ball for the GameCube. Uh, right, because, because we runs GameCube games. Yeah, yeah, because the that we can play GameCube yeah. games and that right. uh, that was another nice thing I thought about that table afterwards. It's actually more like three systems as opposed to the the other ones. Like if it just had a uh, an NES, well, I guess if it had an NES and a PS2, then you still have the PS1 games you can play back as well. But I went with Monkey Ball because it it's it's level based system allowed for ease of passing back and forth effectively so that we could mm-hmm. eat you know in between like like player one could eat while player two goes and such and i, and yeah. I thought that here's was a... an idea you you order one one giant like plate of mm-hmm. food and then you play monkey ball and the challenge is as long as the like the other per like you, you know one has to play and as long as the other person is trying to beat the level the other can just go at it at can go at the food and mm-hmm. to just eat as much as they want and so when the other when the person beats a level then you know they pa- pa- they pass you pass the controller and the other person gets to like eat and so they're, so they're trying to like eat as much as possible um or and the other person is trying to like beat the level so um, 
so as so it's as like, possible so they get uh, so they get can also get to the food you know so mm-hmm. they make it like a little a little challenge a little yeah food contest <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean i'm super about that but uh like i'm like two steps below a competitive eater i eat really fast like crazy fast so i'd be down <laughs> for that that sounds like great for me okay 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 there's, there's definitely it's a it's a two prong challenge. You know, you got to finish monkey ball yeah. really fast, and you oh, also yeah. I got to finish the food. <laughs> now, and it, and gotta find the meat dimension. Um, yeah, it it was fun. Uh, both both playing the game and eating because uh, it was very uh, good food as well, and just a very nice environment to be in. Uh, and uh, a, a great idea. A no- yeah, a, a novel place to be. It was like it was only five dollars to play games as well like just open mm. access to, to the games after that which you know makes sense as a small cover charge otherwise you just have someone come sure. in and buy a two dollar drink or get a glass of water oh, or something and only five only five bucks like to just play video games yeah uh is that yeah i mean that's that's great i think yeah yeah, yeah just essentially like a, a cover charge to access all of their games sure. and systems and stuff you know which is it's, yeah it's pe- no, peanuts that's... effectively D- don't don't feel bad in orlando they'd charge 10 for a table because <laughs> those exist in orlando I remember mm-hmm. that they, they would oh, do ten dollar cover for an hour. Yeah. Do, do you guys have any similar? Experience? It sounds like you do, bro. But is, is there anything like that where where you're at, Pavos? I've never checked, really, to be honest. Uh, yeah, like uh, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not like secretive about the fact that I play games. Not at all. Like all my friends totally know about it, and I've played. I play with them and show them some stuff, stuff sometimes and, mm-hmm. and so on. But not really something that I sort of uh seek i don't know right yeah or like uh, really like like signal about myself in uh in public so i've never checked is the it's just the conclusion to that so i should i should see um i I think so i think there's i think there's more room for gaming to be a kind of communal experience but because of how you know the 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 hardware is you know made and marketed and whatnot and because these spaces aren't as as advertised i guess it's not Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't come about in the same way that something like say going to the movies you know fosters that kind of similar experience but uh as i mean as you can clearly see by attending any kind of gaming event or tournament or whatever it it definitely is conducive to uh, a more open experience like this with you know large groups of people and i've hosted similar events in the past like larger than just you know your friends coming over for a party or whatever and it's always mm-hmm. a blast and you know i i hope to kind of do similar things now that i found a space that is openly you know inviting of that kind of thing and you know trying to make it like a, a regular attendance especially you know as i kind of eyed and saw them they had games that uh, i had never played before and don't really have access to um yeah so that seems like a good way to do it although hearing the games is a little harder because it is still a bar you know so you still have those issues <laughs> right um i will say okay so in reference to that specifically um the way the there's multiple in orlando but there was one called player one it was near disney um it would it was basically entirely a bar um there was no food there but what they would do is it was also an arcade it was primarily an arcade but there were probably about five booths they would be like not even tables mm. they would be like actual insular booths that you could mm-hmm. go into and most of the most of the items there were you could rent them out and then they would take it to the booth so it would be like a, a wii u and then you'd rent out the game so mm-hmm. like i played mario kart 8 on wii u with my girlfriend 
and like but we would be inside a booth where we could hear the experience and that was nice and pleasant Mm -hmm. i i didn't mess with the volume controls on the tv because i didn't want to like touch anything and overstep you're one of those people that doesn't want to upset other people's experience what we call a good person i didn't know (laughs) because the whole process was that we had to go to the you know the 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 bartender whatever or you know any of the the waiters to you know ask for you know them to grab games from the shelf for us and stuff or controllers and all that so i'm like oh i don't want to mess with the tv either you know they have like a you know a system for this you know i don't want to mess with that get in trouble or anything but I'm sure next time I'll, I'll see about it because when we did do something like at the towards the end, uh, we tried playing Conquers because I'd never really played it. I didn't grow up with an N64, and I I think I didn't get any of the experience because I couldn't hear anything. So I know like I, uh, I know a lot about it, so I know yeah. about its like its charm, and and I was looking forward to like seeing it and 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 kind of getting behind it, but I just didn't like you know I only got word bubbles that I could kind of glean the the context and the the humor from. Charm is one word for it, yeah. Context <laughs> sensitive means sensitive to context. It's not that good of a game, but I would say that uh, if you can't hear it, that's probably a major yeah, uh, that detriment you're kind to your of, experience. Yeah, then, then you might as well not bother. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, that's very nice. Very, very, very... Yeah, if, if you guys are ever around, like I will story. come take you there. and Or or I guess anyone else who's listening. Mm-hmm. Sh- show up you're in on. <laughs> you're on for the food challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see who can monkey ball or eat faster. Yeah. But by, by the way, uh, that was like one of my first times really playing Super Monkey Ball. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. as, yeah, I, and I know there was a new one out, and that's what you know, kind of what made me think about it and trying it out. And man, Monkey Ball is hard. Nobody told me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that shit is hard as monkey balls, as they say. Um, well, it becomes like more of a problem well, if you want to get all the bananas, like. There, there's like two ways to go. I just do the route first, and the route first is never that bad. But then when you gotta get all the bananas or whatever, it's like it's impossible. It's not a human being cannot. Do well, this. then you get to the and the the third sort of tier of challenge is then sort of doing a like not taking it one by one, but like doing a like challenge on all the levels, uh, which is yeah. uh, what's kind of the also like one of the main focus uh, um, of. Uh, of the new one because the new one isn't actually a new game but it's uh it's like a, it's a package stuff. Yeah. yeah no it's a package that has all levels from super monkey ball one super monkey ball two and super monkey ball deluxe which was basically one plus new levels so it has those new levels as well and um it's a very nice it's a it has a very nice presentation it has a lot of um so this is out on like switch and other consoles uh uh now and um it's a very nice presentation, a lot of cool guest characters and stuff like that. Uh, and I mean, it's a great package, especially like for people who, you know, GameCube games are hard to come by and even harder to pay pay for. So, so like, it's a great thing to have. Um, I'm also actually in the same camp. I, I have played some Monkey Ball in the past, like in like demos and, and like here and there, but really not no I never owned one and I've like never had a substantial experience with one. So um and people still love one and two and and Lux and like the mini games there as well. And it has all of that. Um but there are some nitpicks. Um there's it's kind of a game where like it in general I think it's to be, you know, like it's you it's easy to be for it, like I'm for that game, absolutely. 
but it's kind of you know like a, a, a sort of not not the list of nitpicks i wish um i wish that it was a little bit shorter so um well the big nitpick for many like monkey ball people is that they they changed the physics and um, mm. particularly the dead zone um so imagine like when you turn the camera right and like when you turn like in the new one it takes longer for you to turn um like the camera will tilt 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 and then you will start turning so the dead zone there is bigger which effectively just means that the control isn't as tight so for like small like tiny like like narrow slopes and stuff like that it's way harder to control it now in the in the new in the new one um I mean, monkey ball does demand yeah. precision. Unironically, it does. Yeah, but it's still enough precision. You know, where it's still like you can still do well. It's playable. It's just yeah. you just have to get used to it. For me, it's obviously not such a big, mis- big uh, problem because I'm not used to those at all. Like I don't have a reference point there. But I just wanted to say get that off because that seems like a big deal if you. But again, those people are even. I think the monkey ball fans are generally happy with this one, so it's not a deal breaker. Um, uh, I think, um, well, a quick restart is like just a quick restart button. Any level-based run type game where you do runs needs a quick restart button. This should be standard by now. Um, it, like, you know, well, it's like Monkey Ball, you usually, you, they run ends because you fall. Sometimes the timer runs out, okay. But like, you know, like if you fall, that's it. But there should be a quick restart button where I just press and it's like, bam, here you go. Uh, right at the start and you're, you're good to go uh, but you still have to like you know listen to i i or whatever like fall and, uh, and f- you know hear the the fallout uh voice line which is very good but you will be he- you'll be hearing it a lot and it t- just takes a little you know too long it's like and you'll be failing a lot those levels get uh, failing and falling a lot those levels get really hard um so quick restart button should be the standard I, I'm inclined. And, I'm inclined to agree with you mm-hmm. on the quick restart, especially. But um, I do think there there is one complication that that comes with there, and that that creates a severe disadvantage for the food eater um, in the monkey uh, challenge portion. There. Well, I'm not You're saying they should. Time for, for oh yeah, the originals eat. can stay like that. No, no. I'm just talking about the new one. Obviously, you were playing the originals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so obviously so. in in. The, yeah. the professional food eating monkey ball exactly. tournaments you got to be playing on the original yeah. games no you know no absolutely yeah. where they chipmunk it man you gotta well, chipmunk <laughs> <laughs> okay well um uh, last thing i'll mention i think there's a couple of more things but um last thing i'll mention is yo fuck that dlc practice that they're doing <laughs> because like i mean you know they're selling a lot of characters that's fine you know like that's that's okay you don't have to get them even though you know of course i will get hello kitty hello yeah um but (laughs) the the big one that stings is the original uh soundtrack because the new one is fine but those the original soundtrack was fantastic um and selling that is not like, not great. This is uh, you support you. You're one of you, you. You're celebrating these. You know your first three games in the series, or like one and two deluxe. Like this is a celebratory package, and the entire presentation is sort of you know like like this is this is about sort of cel- celebrating that uh, franchise and and so on. So um, you know, 
come on, <laughs> throw the pony. Like the 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 soundtrack should be the original soundtrack should be included as a toggle. Like so, you should like, yeah, you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be um, obliged to like to buy it to to get that. Yeah. Man, do you, do you remember when some games would just come with earlier games as like a bonus feature? You know, mm-hmm. now they just they charge you extra for for any of that shit. They used to just be pretty standard, like you know, oh here you can have oh. the original three games, you know, because it just well, fits yeah. on this cartridge now. It's you know because our game size files are so big, we can just fit. If so you much could on toggle, here. if you could just toggle to the original, that would be even crazier. Yeah, again, like uh, the, the the soundtrack is nothing. It takes up zero space yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, of course, yeah. So again. Boo. Boo. But um, still nice that they did that because people, you know, have been lukewarm on Monkey Ball for a while. Uh, even they did one Banana Blitz, which then got re released on Switch. And even that, you know, like it's never, like, I think few of them are like complete trash, but like it's always like. I mean, because as, a, as find a core it, like, concept. With big problems, but like this, you know, doing this package, I think, is, is really nice. And uh, yeah. So yeah. um, the presentation really is uh, on point, I should say. Uh, I, that's good, yeah. I, I do think that as a core concept, it's kind of hard to go wrong with Monkey Ball. That's why it was a very easy choice at the game bar. It was just it was very simple to pick up and start and go. And it, you know. Oh, yeah. It, I think it's hard to mess up uh, as an idea. So like I said, it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, it'd just be better if they, they could, you know, polish, polish it even more. That's really what you have to do from there on out. That's what people want right. from future Monkey Ball games. One last thing about Banana Mania is that I wish um, it had uh, just time leaderboards for individual levels. Um, the like time attack challenges all are like, um, you know, do all levels from one or do all levels from two. Like in the one playthroughs, go. Uh, yeah, or like there's like yeah, yeah. challenge uh, packs of them instead yeah. of individual stuff. Yeah, yeah, but okay, you know, uh, I probably wouldn't be <laughs> faring too well. <laughs> anyway so um yeah so that's banana mania um well i also want to uh, actually before we move on to like maybe the core topic of today uh i actually because you mentioned conquer and stuff like that let's not forget uh you guys have purchased and played and tried out together the n64 and mega drive um uh what do you call it? Like premium, like the expansion to yeah, the Nintendo the Switch pack. Online. Yeah. 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 So tell us about that. Well, when, when you say we've purchased, uh, I, I should say that Bro has purchased and I have continued to mooch off of the person who pays for my family plan online. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I just had to nudge them into deciding to upgrade or not. And I'm and... the person that complains about the value. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. As, so, uh, obviously, one of one of the big points of contention for a lot of people, what it's getting a lot of flack for, is that price increase uh, from Nintendo Online, particularly when compared to something like uh, Xbox Game Pass, you know, and and the greater uh, variety and quality of games you you get with it. There's been obviously a lot of um, uh, videos mm-hmm. and images going around of the the lesser quality of the emulation uh, in the Nintendo 64. Um, uh, games that they've supplied, which are also quite limited in this initial uh, bit here. I think there's like eight games. Uh, although, again, the, the thing I think people seem to forget is that it also 
uh, includes a, a Genesis pack as well with it. And uh, that one not only has much better games, uh, a greater variety as well, but uh, I think also they just run better. Or at least I haven't seen any, you know, condemning videos like I have with, like, the the Ocarina of Time uh, video in particular. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, for, for someone who also isn't very nitpicky with, you know, what version, you know, you get of a game and how well it necessarily runs, so long as it's functional and, most importantly, fun, uh, I'm happy <laughs> to pay that price because uh, I think that one of the other things people don't consider as much when they look at it is that it's an annual price of a maximum of $80 if you're on the family plan with this new one. And that is just a really, really good deal for what you're getting here. And again, it may not be as much as with other services, but you're also paying severely less by being on an annual plan. And also, uh, it's just the price for online is what you're paying primarily for. You know, that, that's what the Nintendo Switch online service was uh, before this expansion pack. Uh, and then the, the the games that you get with it for the, the NES and Super NES, uh, they're, they're just additional. You know, that's just uh, icing on top. So with this expansion, <laughs> uh, you're not getting any better internet, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of people would love <laughs> for, for Nintendo to kind of finally fucking fix, um, which is fair. It's definitely Wait, very fair. Wait, fix what? They're, they're, they're online. They're online players. Ah. Uh, uh, no. I mean, I think it's greatly exaggerated. Like, I've, oh, I've yeah, had yeah. <laughs> bad ex- I have had bad experiences on, on other uh, consoles as well, and great experiences on Switch. Like, for example, you know, Mario yeah. Kart or whatever is great. Uh, What's up? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I think, uh, yeah, it's very... If, if, if there was one thing I wanted, to, I would want from there, like, online is just consistency. Like, I don't understand why certain, like, first-party games are bad or iffy. Uh, that and others are rock solid it's very odd one of the dumb complaints i see is people talk about having to use like the nintendo app to like talk with people while playing uh which just seems dumb to begin with uh because there's obviously better programs you can do that with if you really want to communicate with your friends but uh i don't want to talk with strangers when i play games online to begin with that's how you get call of duty bullshit um yeah even on other even on other platforms i just do discord with people so yeah yeah so d- don't do that because there's there's too many toxic people out there but uh, video games. you know let's let's keep it on the subject of the yeah, uh yeah. the new stuff um maybe brogan wants to give his uh perspective on the on the games what did you guys play to be with? like what did you tell us about the the games didn't you play together we did did we lose brogan he's muted Oh. Okay. Well, uh, something must have come up. So uh, maybe Reggie, maybe Reggie uh, broke in and it's like, "What the fuck? You guys are talking smack working. about this uh, N64?" I work at Pizza Hut now, but I still, I still care. <laughs> I don't know if he works at Pizza Hut still. Didn't he? Did he work at Pizza Hut? Or oh, like, no, sorry, GameStop. Pizza Hut, I think, was the original thing, and then he, I think, he went to GameStop. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's still at GameStop, but uh, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll let Brof sort things out. Uh, Wait, no, yes. I'm back. I'm back. I'm ah, back. I'm ah, back. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so the my personal take on this service is that number one, when you do the annual plan thing, yeah, I'd like options. So yeah, if even if it's a better value, I also would have liked to have paid twelve dollars for a month and realized I don't like this service and then quit it after a month. 
that would have also been nice. Um, or you could do it. If I were to recommend to anyone what would happen is y'all should get the plan in a month or two when they add even the ones that they promised like Banjo Kazooie or like all, all the ones that you know I don't think they said they would have it at launch but when they advertised it they had more games and those weren't a lot so like me getting it now was like okay all right I don't got a lot going on here I'm playing Ocarina of Time I you played Genesis with David you know you like that's scientific. it yeah um the the other thing I'll say is is um the one thing that I'm looking forward to and hope they do in the future is actually beyond the emulation stuff. Like, um, I don't care about Animal Crossing, but if they offer avenues for you to experience downloadable content in other games without paying for the downloadable content, I would totally consider keeping the plan. Like, I, I think that's a really mm -hmm. cool move. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, that, that's, that, that would be a perspective there. The, I, I guess I the, the one the one question with Animal Crossing is, do you keep all of that content? Like, how does that work if you cancel your plan later down the line? Aha, I, no. can answer, I can answer this. Oh, okay, do we have an answer? Because I... Yeah, actually, when they, when they announced it, I actually was curious about that. And they and they did also address it pretty quickly. Um, So, basically, uh, I, yeah, so I think... So, so they're, they're sweetening this deal by also throwing in, uh, you know, obviously Animal Crossing getting a huge patch... I might also be jump in eventually. I want to see that stuff. The but, return um, of Animal Crossing minute. I will see. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, they're doing also an extra DLC, which is basically Happy Home Designer Two, just not a separate game, but built into um, like as DLC um, into this. The the what's what's it called? Island Life? No, not Island Life. It's some island it? thing. Yeah. Yeah. I forget the New, the new Horizons. You're an interior decorator. New Horizons. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer Island Life. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, and with the new um, expansion to the pre to the Switch Online thing, you also get the DLC. But if it runs out, you lose access to it. Um, ah. However, yeah, oh no, yeah, you lose access to it. So you don't you don't get it. You know, you, you don't get it like that because that DLC costs twenty five twenty five uh, euro. So. Uh, like and the expansion here is 40 euro which is only a 20 euro markup so like <laughs> like it'd be you know everyone would just get the <laughs> the expansion to switch online since it's cheaper <laughs> if you got even the the, the dlc for, uh, to own forever with that but no it's uh, temporary but um so how it works is you um get to keep the items that you uh, so uh, there's in, in that DLC you decorate islands right and there's also like um, there's new things uh, like, like items partitions yeah. and stuff and yeah like new additional yeah. items that they're adding to the catalog yeah and if you bring those back to your like normal island you you get to keep those so you get to keep the the items um, so yeah uh, yeah and but I, I personally I fully expect them to be do do like do the like like I think Breath of the Wild DLC like Breath of the Wild two I mean DLC will be perfect for that um, to to throw in to the thing to the mix for that uh, subscription and I, I I expect it we'll see but yeah I think that yeah. makes sense uh, so so yeah um, yeah so I'm also in the camp like I do kind of care about emulation but I also know that like regardless of regardless of anything 
like playing stuff together is fun like <laughs> rather it's especially yeah, bad especially... video games <laughs> like it's uh, it's 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 you know like playing together stuff together is fun I think it's especially appealing to the the nostalgic crowd, those who grew up with a lot of these games. Like, if they add, like, GoldenEye to the N64 lineup, there's just going to be a huge boon, I imagine, because everyone loved playing GoldenEye with their friends together. And I'm pretty sure they already announced they're bringing the the original Super Smash Bros. in that uh, next Mm -hmm. group with, like, Banjo and um, Pokemon Snap and stuff. Uh, And and if they do that, I think that's going to be just really terrific, just for the ability and ease of access for everyone to play online with their friends together uh that's that's been the most fun i've had with this so far is just the ease of access and playing with people i played with both right. bro uh, a lot and i played with calvin bro and i had a lot of fun with uh we played some sonic together we played uh some streets of rage those were both yeah. really good we played uh, gunstar heroes yes nice nice <laughs> and yeah the- um mm-hmm. They were all really uh, fun experiences to play together. I didn't notice any major hiccups when I played with either Bro or Calvin. I think the the worst experience I had was playing Mario Kart 64, and that's just because that game is inherently janky, and that's part of its fun. Well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be broken janky. No, no. I, I mean, mean, like from the des- design point of the game, like the game has always oh. been that way. You know, it's oh, always well. been a little odd. <laughs> It's or maybe great. yeah it is great anyway. and and that's, that's why it's fun <laughs> yeah i i like uh, how i like how unfair it is in some ways like oh yeah oh yeah that's one of the issues with the newer mario karts is that it's much too skill-based <laughs> sure <laughs> no comments from me <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, uh no yeah uh, anyway uh, what i want to say is that i I, I thought about it, you know, and I think I would rather spend the time and like do a little nudging and get you guys on Parsec um, and tr- try playing together on Parsec. That's free, um, and probably like like because I've played the NES and SNES stuff uh, with, with with you guys and other other people uh, here and there, and um, there's definitely just noticeable lag for sure, and uh, like. It really like you know some, to the point where it was problematic but we still you know still had fun with it but like not like not maybe not fifty dollars fun like um, I, I do want and, to say something because like this just brought something in my mind um mm-hmm. when I criticize like Nintendo switch online or whatever I don't want people to like get the mistake that when I talk about competition I'm definitely talking about um how it is with other companies i don't think it could ever compete with a dedicated community fans uh Mm -hmm. making you know um fine-tuning emulation for instance um Mm -hmm. because you can see you know great strengths when it comes to that stuff i don't think nintendo wants to i mean technically they could but it would be such a money sink and I just don't find it realistic. It could be worthy sure. of criticism still, but like at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, passion will probably win out on that. So, um, so they're in a weird position. And yeah, I would, I would always play if I could a better experience elsewhere. But um, there is also a nice convenience to be able to support and say yes, I contribute, and I don't just pirate everything I play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, no, there's a, sure. There, but yeah, go sorry, go ahead. 
I say, yeah, there's a lot to be said in, in all of those points. You know, like I uh, said, uh, volunteer, like, you know, the people who are doing this on their own time to create because of their own passion. Like, Nintendo literally just, they can't do that because of, you know, labor laws and such. They have to pay the people they employ to make their emulation work. And, you know, that's resources going to, you know, lots of different places. They don't have an endless amount of resources, even if it's something that maybe they should accrue more to or not. You know, that's still something that has to be considered. Uh, and the other thing, again, is the, the ease of access and, um, you know, the instant connectability and the portability of the Switch. Again, one of its greatest features is, you know, the be able to make it mobile or uh, on the, the television instantaneously. And so to have those games, you know, access to those is obviously something that emulation on a computer can't do. And again, it's another issue of hardware. Like, if you're a dope like me who still owns a MacBook... Uh, you know, you, you can't get the best emulation possible on everything. Even something like, you know, yeah. 64 games. Yeah, no. No, I mean, and, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a highly, um, yeah, dependent on, like, it's highly dependent on, you know, who you are, what your, what your options are, and how much effort you want to put into playing the stuff. I own those Mega Drive games in, ofi- like, officially. Yeah. In many, many different capacities, like three or four uh, different collections. Um on 360, on Steam, on Switch, even like on the Switch uh, Mega Drive <laughs> compilation, and so like, um, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool that N64 is back in some capacity, like uh, you know, first time since. Uh, well, actually, no. Wait, am I lying now? Was I'll, it on? I'll also I say one it was other on thing. Wii. Was it on Wii, Wii U? It was on Wii. Yeah, Wii, there's a couple yeah. of games you could get on. I think oh. both Wii and Wii U. I remember I bought. Oh uh, yeah, the, you could get the like Wii Sonic U, the Hedgehog on Wii. You could definitely get Sonic the Hedgehog on Wii Virtual Console and shit. Yeah. No, I mean I'm talking about N64 stuff. Oh, N64. Yeah, like, yes, I, that was also on Wii Virtual Console. Yes. I still have. No, no I Wii U. No, I know Wii. I'm, I was wondering if it was on Wii U. Um, um, yeah, I'm yeah, sure have, it was. I have. I have a copy of Pokemon Snap I bought on the Wii U still. So. Okay. Okay. There you go. Well, okay. so we're all good the one thing i'll say is i miss a virtual console i miss being able yeah. to buy stuff and as you've said with the mega drive thing or whatever like sega sometimes puts their roms on steam and that's amazing i like i support that wholeheartedly because then they're just giving a legal way to access this material and still facilitating uh experiences or whatever like i i, I support that in like that that's the ideal for me would be like something like that um or at the very least uh or maybe if not better like i don't know if you want to transition to metroidvanias or if you want to do final fantasy but like the castlevania advanced collection i wouldn't mind if they as like i don't care if they collect them and fine-tune them and make that a solid collection out of it as long as you uh, do I, it yeah you know yeah. i love uh was this was was this one of our earliest uh dating cast discussions i forget but we talked I just, about I, say, I i love um compilations like retro compilations uh sure yeah it's an yeah old, we talked about art. it because like yeah those were when the other two castlevania retro collections came out this one's also mm-hmm. by MT, oh, yeah. and this one's a, right. this one's a solid co- uh collection as well yeah yeah right we talked a lot, obviously uh you know <laughs> first episodes a lot of a lot of m2 uh gushing on my my end but um yeah like uh the um the uh uh sorry i lost the oh yeah the um like namco like stuff like namco namco museum and stuff like that. it's like that's you know there is an art to the retro compilation like those are um 
you know, th those are just great, great. Did great, you play um, the Did you play the Capcom arcade stuff? People, you know, you know, these like compilations have gotten like cheap, really, really cheaper. Like, like there's maybe more like historical material, which is pretty nice. But like, general, generally, like the presentation and stuff like that, on the on average, because I still get a lot of these, be it from, you know, like uh, different. I got different Namco ones. I got, uh, uh, you know, like those Konami ones. Uh, Neo Geo uh also has like one on switch and, and so on like the presentation and stuff like that um gets pretty sparse and has gotten pretty sparse in the recent years um and like you know not so much not so much like fun like different let's say like i don't know like striking bonus stuff more like you know the like our old artworks and historical material and stuff like that which is still cool you know but um the i feel like the, that little extra you know like those those Really like the old Namco museums, for example, on PS One and stuff like that, where it was like actually a museum and there was like bonus games and they would come up uh, with like, for example, one of the uh, ones um, recently by them, they did like the remake of Pac-Man Championship Edition. That's really cool. Like uh, they did like an sort of an NES remake of the XBLA game Pac-Man Championship Edition. And stuff like so I want more stuff like that. I remember you know, Sonic Mega Collection for no reason whatsoever included um, magazine yeah. covers and Archie comic covers, and it was like <laughs> you didn't have to do that. But I'm glad someone put that in a game. I I like yeah. stuff like that as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, yeah. So yeah, I, I just love uh, love uh, compilations like that. But uh, obviously, you know, I think publishers develop like publishers are more aware of like emulation nowadays and like you know people maybe not as not as willing anymore to to pay as much for for that stuff but um i think what that just means is that you gotta look to like toward uh platforms and games and series where people w would still be looking for that stuff um and i think stuff like you know like n64 would be something like that you know like a um you know why? Why not make um, you know obviously Nintendo just not big on those on those comp on compilations like that. But I think that would be really really cool. Um, like a like a Mario Sports, like N sixty four the the Mario Sports like tennis and and, and uh, golf or whatever like a double pack, and you would own those games and, you know maybe throw in the Game Boy Color versions of them as well like as a bonus or something i, I don't know they've, just... they've done it before on such like when they would bring them to the, like the the wii for the first time they brought a lot of like gamecube or earlier games over and just kind of mm -hmm. like repackaged them and in some cases you know redid the control scheme the wiimote yeah pikmin is i mean the definitive version uh, yeah yeah also like... also the the metroid prime games i know a lot of people like the, the oh, trilogy yeah. trilogy collections a, a very treasured one and right, they put right. they put that on the wii u virtual console too which is nice true true yeah so yeah, yeah. lots of untapped potential there but anyway uh uh you know always uh it's it's what well, ultimately it's games just not... always done dirty yeah um, it, but it's nice to have access like it's not like they're just being left to toil all the time a handful are certainly like there's a lot of like oh yeah. you know tre treasured games out there you know that are even harder to get there and they cost so much if you want to get like a cartridge of it uh you know so, sometimes like i think it's a valid complaint that uh 
you know, a lot of the times they just repurpose the same games over and over again. You know, like, I guess a prime example is we just got a collection with Super Mario 64 in it, and then here it is, a different version of it that you can access now on Nintendo Switch Online. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, but you know, again, if, if that's the, the, you know, making it more accessible to more people, you know, and uh, especially by, like, a small upcharge here, so now, you know, a whole lot of people get to try a lot of these N64 games for the first time, these Genesis games as well. Like, like for instance, me, I, I played Sonic 2 for the first time because of this, because I never mm-hmm. had a, a Genesis or any system that had any of those many, many, many Sonic collections on it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just it's great to have. I agree with Bro as well. Earlier, he said I, I do wish the virtual console was back because that was a, such a great preservation tool, and it just feels like they're using Nintendo Switch Online as a replacement, and it's not a good supplement. Uh, it's just it's a different option, and one I think could easily argue that it's inferior. But luckily, those uh, if you still have those older systems like the 3DS and the Wii U, you can still mm-hmm. access them for now. But uh, probably not much longer, and that's sad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so buy stuff while you can. <laughs> buy stuff. We could just leave it at that. Buy stuff. Yep. Buy stuff. Consume. <laughs> um. Right. This is the consume okay. cast. <laughs> is this for sure? Uh. Alrighty. So. Uh, yeah. Are we talking uh, Final Fantasy or not? Part. <laughs> no, 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 wait, my friend. We still, there's that, that's for last. That's the that's the finale. Um, oh, saving that one. Yeah, <laughs> is this the Final Fantasy cast? I, <laughs> I guess we'll kind of get into the 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 main topic or the transitional topic here. The 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 plethora again, like and and there has been a mm-hmm. rush of it. At least for me, I've definitely uh, a connection with yeah. the, the the Castlevania collection as well and the Virtual Console. We've been using both of those lately to kind of prepare for the release of another big big title here uh that we can talk about i don't know which which of those three you want to talk about first bro but i think this is our time to shine uh i'll just go over the castlevania advanced collection really quick um it's good um we did a circle of the moon episode way back when um so Mm -hmm. i didn't actually play that one because also circle of the moon isn't that fun (laughs) me playing come on what revisionist (laughs) That is revisionist history. Yeah, I I, I keenly remember you guys' positive commentary on that episode so much so that what? it got me to to buy it on the virtual console myself and try it out. Oh, I'm I like, sorry. I like the game. I'm sorry to betray everyone. <laughs> uh, me replaying the other GBA games made it abundantly clear Circle of the Moon's not that good. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, th- I think we were we said as much that it's you know that it has problems that. They still, you know, they improved. Stuff. I mean, yeah, they, they addressed them in later installments anyways. But anyways, to, to go away from that, Harmony of Dissonance <laughs> and Aria of Sorrow are uh, really great titles. I replayed them. Um, I sort of liked Harmony of Dissonance probably too much. I, I don't know why I enjoyed it. but you liked um, it too much? Yeah, probably too much. I, I don't know why. Um, the only <laughs> real complaint I had about it was... Uh, the main conceit of the castles is there's two castles. There's like a shadow castle and a normal castle. And you have to go to a specific room to transition between them. Um, There's not enough of those rooms. It should be an easier switch between. Um, It's, it's not really mapped out properly. Um, 
but like and, and it gets confusing because like the first time you go through it you don't notice you've gone to another part of the castle um that like that's not abundantly clear the first time you do it um and it's only told after like oh yeah this is how it works and then and you're just looking at three maps one's combined in two separates and you're like what the fuck am i looking at um but like it other than that i really really enjoyed how it worked i particularly enjoyed using magic to or like you have magic spell books um those influence how your whip attacks and then also gives you different attributes for your sub weapons um mm-hmm. those were really really cool um and then i guess for aria of sorrow i i played it this time and i enjoyed it and i still think it's really really good um i liked it less this time i don't know what it was um but yeah oh. either way either way they were all good it's totally worth the collection and then the fourth game is uh dracula x which i played a little bit of i'm trying to give more of a chance because i hear sometimes people talk a lot about it like in a positive light so i'm trying mm-hmm. to be open-minded to it um but it's I supposed to be one of the hardest it. of the series yeah uh dracula x i believe so maybe i i i only um, played like the first few yeah, stages um it's it's basically i'm trying to think of the way to say it it's a different it's a different game but utilizes similar sprites and uh levels to rondo of blood so a lot of people especially at the time uh just thought it was an inferior rondo of blood but that's also unfair to the game it's a completely different game um but yeah uh it's a classic vania and it feels a little stilted i can imagine and i think i've heard this opinion elsewhere um because this came out right after Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo. I could see this being a downgrade to Super Castlevania 4. I could probably guess uh, a lot of people were uh, underwhelmed. Uh, I mean, I don't like uh, Super Castlevania 4, but yeah. I, if you're if you were like 14 X, at the time, I'm sure you X probably, is much you know. X is much better. Uh personally speaking, but uh, the reason um the reason X is uh, sort of uh, not maligned, but like sort of people underestimate it is because of course it's uh, very much um, you know uh, compared to Rondo of Blood, uh, and uh, you know Rondo is better, no doubt. But um, it is worth playing. It is its own thing uh, in in many ways. So uh, yeah. Um, how do we get about? Uh, how do we? Get to Dracula X talk. Is it on there? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, on it there. Is. Oh, yes. it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. It is. It right. is the fourth game. Yes. Oh, and yeah. what's what's also kinda, awesome kinda about new. it is, and this is the real complaint, Pavlos, and you may not know this complaint, but in America, the mm. the cover art and the general pro- promo art for Dracula X is just it's it's reused Rondo art, which is another reason why people compare oh, yeah. them. Um, yeah. But but M two actually included the European art for dracula x which is really really good um so it, it's very Ooh. visually appealing and stuff yeah i mean round of blood you know the comparisons uh to to um dracula x i mean that you know that's that's a that's a later thing i mean that's also the the like it's like a game magazine thing of like at the time like, no i'm literally saying they use the same promo it. art that's what i'm trying to tell you like in america yeah, but uh, but yeah yes, but i understand no, no, no. but peace but it was you know Okay, Round of Blood didn't come over until uh, the PSP. Sure, uh, yes. Uh, I'm, so I'm just saying it's PC not like engine. super impressive art compared to yeah. the European release. Yes. Sure, sure. No, I'm not even talking. I'm not talking. This is again 
this is not referring to the art at all. Uh, just back to my previous comparisons. Point, uh, yeah, that uh, sort of the people because I said it's kind of uh, underestimated because of Rondo. But you know, even that, like that's a like historically speaking, that used to be sort of uh, privileged, like you know, journalists and like hardcore players who like you know got <laughs> like went to Japan or had like a, a you know a, a PC Engine CD and got or a heavy impo- into import, imports imported yeah. that game yeah. from Japan, um, and then only later when like emulation um, was an option, uh, you know, people uh, people got to play Rondo. Uh, properly but uh, anyway that's uh, besides the point so that's uh, yeah no that's a great collection um unfortunately i do have all those on wii u virtual console so it's like eh, do we do buy it but um but yeah um that's uh yeah that's cool that's and that's you know I'll, just I'll... uh i'll say it here maybe it happens maybe it won't but so i'll say it here Mega Man battle network collection if i can oh, do it that uh, sounds good that sounds great i can do it have i, I think they'll do it before? i hold Oh, I, Go I gotta say, Battle Network Three was the first game I ever had and really, really got into as a kid. So if they do no. that, I I will fall in love. That was that was the game that made me a gamer. I think. There you go. <laughs> there you All go. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, I'll uh, say I think they're going to continue doing the Mega Man and Castlevania. I think collections. so. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm doing... sure there's going to mm. be a DS collection for Vania, and I'm sure there's going to be a. Uh, Mm-hmm. Battle Network collection run down the line. I'm sure. I is. hope so. I hope so. They uh, may I, cut I, it I like in half. half. Also with like zero games, right? They also did the zero games. So um, um, they did the yeah. zero and ZX. They they combined them together. So zero right, one right. through did. Uh, four, and then they yeah. included ZX and ZX Advent. Yes, because I own it. Pablo's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I own. No, no. I mean, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I own it. Uh, hello, I own it on DS. Hello, I'm I'm way. Oh yeah. Oh, well, the DS one is different. That one's just zeros one through four. Yeah, that, that doesn't, doesn't have this. That doesn't. I own those. Uh, I own those. Um, I own those for the DS though. So I I have all the games. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good uh, to hear though that this collection is out there. I I definitely will think be picking it up because it seems like a steal for that price, and uh, hopefully will be. Uh, playing uh, also the earlier collections as well because I think I'm gonna try diving into the Castlevania series after this this current marathon that I'm going through. Yeah, you should. To, you should. To to translate the Metroidvanias, especially the GBA ones, to the to the more broad aspects of the topic, um, I actually like and appreciate the RPG aspects of these games, and I uh-huh. also appreciate the idea of um, just unique loot. Or whatever. I I think the inherent problem is is when you go through all of the game and you're searching through all the shit and you just get a useless sword you could have used ten levels ago and it's garbage now. Um, that sucks for sure. But that being said, um, I think I think there is a much uh, better crystallization of improvement for a basic uh, player versus mm-hmm. um, Metroids. Metroids especially sometimes will. Uh, or Hollow Knight, for instance, be a little <laughs> bit more abstract in how how much of an upgrade you're feeling the next time you get another five missiles as an upgrade, or if you're just getting you know charms or whatever as yeah. a Hollow Knight or as that's uh, weird the, that you mentioned that game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, this is this is the Metroidvania portion of the discussion today, which will consist of the yeah. majority of the remaining cast. Uh, Hollow Knight and Metroids especially, because that's what I've been playing a lot of in, in anticipation of Dread releasing, 
which did you uh, beat I, Hollow Knight or did you not? No, I did not beat Hollow Knight. Uh, I I played Hollow Knight while I was waiting to get home from uh, my my honeymoon, uh, so I could play Dread. I was I was building up my anticipation of it by playing what I had that was similar that I'd not beaten yet. Uh, Hollow Knight is is a discouraging game to play for people who are bad at video games. Uh, <laughs> Is is kind of the first thing I'll say. Uh, it's it's a it's an immaculate game in so many ways. It's very you know beautiful. Uh, the style of it is uh, really immersive and interesting. Uh, I think it's you know a well connected world and it's full of you know interesting tidbits and um, the combat's great and the, the movement flows really well. I could I could pour you know pour tons and tons of praise onto so many aspects of the game. But I think the thing uh, that that happens plain enough as is, and the criticisms are often uh, overlooked or forgotten. And uh, you know, one of the reasons that I haven't finished it is because it does a lot to discourage me from continuing on. Um, I, I often don't feel a sense of progression in Hollow Knight. Uh, the the objective is not clear from the beginning of the game. You know, I uh, so while I do get powers as I continue on, and that opens up obvious pathways, you know, that I recall from earlier where I couldn't progress. Uh, I don't necessarily feel like I'm building towards a, a specific goal. I don't have a clear objective in mind. You're kind of just dropped into the, the middle of this area, and then you're kind of slowly learning about the threat and the desolation uh, as you kind of progress through. It, from the get-go, there's not a clear point B to, to strive for, so... While, while there are some senses of progression that I get by powering up as I go through, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm not playing the game, uh, I'm not think you know I don't have something of like oh there's there's a certain thing that I still have to to get done you know I, there's an objective still at the end so I don't have as much incentive to return, especially when it is a bit more punishing and challenging. Uh, the, the, there are aspects of that that while I think within the game itself are are well executed and conceived just in general as a mechanic are are not favorable to me wanting to continue on at times i agree mm -hmm. with everything you've said <laughs> yeah i know famously bro is is happy to talk i will about i will Knight. stand and support and platform anybody that talks bad about this game <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I agree. I agree, and it, and it is really impressive. I think the two things are like it takes a lot of inspirations from Souls in a bad way, probably, especially the blood stain mechanic where you die and then to be able to fill up your health again, you have to track down your shadow specifically where you died before. So if it's in a shitty area with a lot of enemies that fucked you over, <laughs> um. And, the, and then, like, methods for retrieving your shadow, for instance, are not really useful. You probably don't even know how to get your shadow back without it. Um, I do, actually. Not useful. I, I, found, I found out the about it. rotten eggs? Yeah. Yeah. I found, I found that area eventually. I'm like, but I didn't need it at the time, but I kind of felt yeah, it you, connected. Well, by the, time, like, oh, okay. by the time you discover it, 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 that's when, like, the game stops being, like, that bad. Um And, yeah, by that time, it's almost useless. So, like, there, there's just little things like that where... And this goes into like Metroidvania as a genre. Um, there's there is such a thing as too open, um, and you definitely need a guided approach sometimes. Um, and this for the sake of the guided approach, it it allows you to it allows you to feel a progression and have an intended you know pathway or whatever. I I did 
I did things out of order in Hollow Knight naturally, and it became a problem going back. Like, I, I went to Deep Nest way too early, for instance, and um, it, it just wasn't fun for me. I trucked through, and then they'll bring in other... Uh, other levels or other design choices that you're not you're never prepared for the game never prepares you for and just as expects well you're a hardcore gamer clearly you've played super meat boy before and you're like no that doesn't mean i want to play it right now and then it happens there's also there's a lot of optional content in hollow knight which is great uh as opposed to like many other metroidvania games like this that there's uh, all sorts of different uh, additional things you could do to get a better ending, you know, that's like an actual ending, you know, and not just more pictures or whatever at the end. But it's a lot of uh, difficult bosses that you can just kind of accidentally stumble across, and it's never clear if it, you're supposed to, you know, do this to progress or not. Uh, again, there, there's very little in, ter in, in the way of indicating the specific things you need to do to, to go forward. I think that really from the get-go, it's like, I don't know what the main threat is, what the thing I'm chasing after is, so I'm kind of just stumbling through everywhere and slowly figuring it out as I go along, and not necessarily a of, in a satisfying way. A lot of those endings were also DLC-based. A lot of the... And okay. obviously the DLC That's... is free, but, like, a lot of it was, like, super heavily optional to the point where it's like, oh, this is side content in this corner of the map. If you do this, then you get the secret ending. Um, which... Mm, uh, the way I go about secret endings or like w how I consider a completion thing in Metroidvania other than obviously like 100% map, blah, 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 blah. Uh, for me, when I complete a Metroidvania is when I fight like the full boss. So like, in my opinion, if you fought the radiant moth or I think, or the radiance or whatever in, hollow knight if you beat him then i consider that if you've only beaten the hollow knight I, I i think that's equivalent to beating richter and symphony of the night you haven't played a enough of the content that's my opinion there's like a sizable portion that was intended for the player to play and you didn't play it right right that's and that's kind of the issue with uh good endings slash true endings you know uh usually there's one that's very clearly the one that you should be going after and if you, if you settle for, like, the bad ending or whatever, there's still a big chunk you're, you're kind of missing. You should really go back and play it. <laughs> I know yeah. it might be more difficult, but you're doing yourself a disservice by missing all of this intended content. Okay, but, what, what well, other... We got Metroids, right? Are yeah, Metroid yeah. We're supposed so to talk about? We, yeah, you got any Metroid in there? Yeah, yeah, because, like I said, I didn't even finish Hollow Knight, so I don't <laughs> want to wait, spend too much time on it, because what I did finish, and what I was really actually playing it for, was just to kind of satiate me until Metroid Dread came out, because yeah. uh, the announcement of that, when it first came, just built up an immense amount of hype that was kind of just sustained all the way up to release. Uh, I think everyone got back into the Metroid mood of things, and uh, the game, when it, when it did finally come out, Largely, I think, delivered and surpassed most people's expectations, particularly with a almost 20-year drought between it, the, the last main series 2D uh, Metroid game. That wasn't a remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's great they finally made Dread. <laughs> yeah, especially one that was, you know, announced and then decommissioned at some point. Like, the, the history of Dread, you know, and its development prior to now yeah. is, you know... Uh, 
you know, mm-hmm. the, kind of rocky. So then when, when we got that announcement in that Nintendo Direct and we saw the title, it was it was definitely like a, a mind-blowing kind of moment for people. Yeah. Uh, as, as someone who had not gotten fully into the Metroid series until now, as someone who's just hopping on board the train, but also, you know, kind of like just taking it all in and, and, and really becoming a, a super big Metroid fan because of Dread coming out and all the games I'm playing up until then... Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy with the game. I'm very happy with all the games I've been playing. You know, thus far, I'm I'm playing all of them now because I've I've very much fallen head over heels for for the series, and uh, happy to talk about them all here, uh, particularly but, the one before, that we have for subject. But before Dread, we talk about especially. all of them, can, can I know what you find special about Metroid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Metroid. What do you like specifically? You don't have to talk about, like, the essay of why it's so good. Why do you like it? So, uh, I like it for both, uh, for for three things, I'll say. The the mechanics of of the series are very fun to play. It's a fun game to play. The settings and environments are uh, incredibly well realized and different throughout the series and very interesting and uh which lends to the overall story as well the story is uh, pulls you in even though it's very minimal uh for the majority of the series uh i I think it's one of the 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 strongest and best realized uh in a more kind of nebulous sense of a a sci-fi series uh in any media really i can think of when when it really hits its stride and does something interesting i think the world of Metroid really comes to life uh, in non-convoluted ways that most other comparable sci-fi series tend to. This is an acceptable mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> you may continue. So, so, so with that, how do you feel about Dread? I I think Dread, um, like I said, it it met and surpassed. Uh, many of people's expectations including my own i think it excels at all of those things except for maybe the environment uh i i think the world of zdr is less immersive or interesting than in other metroid games especially but also just in in general i find it 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 is generic sci-fi planet-y i'll say this in favor of it and in defense of it i agree with that statement i like the depth I think this is one of those few uh, Metroidvanias that really plays with the background in a way that um, there's like a huge depth to it that that I really appreciate in each room. Um, And it's really interesting when you see like little tentacles in the walls or whatever, whatever. It makes me think that it belongs on this system in 3D, which is really hard because sometimes I really just want sprite work for these 2D uh, games. But here, the detail is much appreciated. Yeah, I, I quite agree. And again, I think uh, what Dread suffers from is a, a comparison to the rest of the series, which is also uh, m- many of which are superlative in their own ways at, at certain factors of this. Uh, I, I think, you know, for example, like, you, you can see a lot of that uh, background stuff and activity and detail happening in even entries like Fusion, for example. And in some ways, you know, that has uh, better in some ways. Uh, Dread has better examples of it, too. And it's just different. So the comparison of Dread to its predecessors uh, can cause some 
you know, again, like that, that might be where more complaints come from than anything else. If you try and look at it objectively, it's it's pretty qualitative across the board. Uh, I think there's only maybe one or two things that I would say are outright negative. Yeah, um, I mean, for me personally, what I like most about it is, and I liked Samus Returns. As a preface, I, I enjoyed Samus Returns a lot. For me, I know Pavlos is going to, like shake his head but it's like for me this if i if i was if someone was to ask me what is the version of metroid 2 i should play i would tell them returns probably um probably not am2r and if you're if you're a hardcore you know purist or whatever go m2 but like uh, returns was amazing and even then returns had a lot of uh mechanical issues or at least ideas that weren't fully polished and then dread polished them to uh to fully realize things i particularly like the melee i particularly like this like it still incorporates the speed into the melee uh it felt like in returns the melee and the the aiming weren't really incorporated into the momentum that samus typically has in 2d and i think in dread they nailed it I, I think the, the biggest boon that Dread has for the series is that it is just such a blast to play. The movement is so smooth. It's really great to get around. It's uh, It feels sleek and it feels fast. The slide mechanic is probably the best thing they've that Mercury Stream has added to the series. Like that's a, a a huge quality improvement and just makes things you know so wonderfully buttery. Uh, wall jumping is very intuitive now, uh, and it was not previously. <laughs> like, uh, you, you see how well it functions again when you can do stuff like single wall jumps in Super Metroid, but uh, it's it's not exactly the easiest thing to pull off, and it can it can hurt your hand if you try and do it too much. Uh, whereas now it's it's very simple to do, and, and like most other games, it's pretty straightforward, and so it just makes. Everything else really nice. Uh, you know, Shine Sparking, of course, is uh, another great tool for building up speed and just moving around the map in, in incredible ways. Uh, so I think of of the series thus far, Dread is probably the most fun to play. Um, but I think in other areas, it, it you know, it, it, it pales in, in some uh, comparison. Again, mostly to its predecessors, not necessarily in the wider Metroidvania genre. Okay. So now we're going to transition. Unless Pavlos did play Dread. I don't think he did, right? Uh, I haven't played Dread. But I do want to say that just as a, as a little um, sort of foreshadowing, uh, that it sounds like um, it could be a great hit for me because um, just based on how people are describing it, and David has described it to me as well, um, mm -hmm. Like it, it seems like it, it takes care of some... Uh, sort of structural problems that I have with the uh, with the series so uh, yeah but I, yeah I, I have not played it I think it's very fairly a lot of people's favorite Metroid game so far and it, I, I think where you'll land on that will depend on what you value most in a Metroid yeah. game for, for me more so than the the movement and mechanics the the kind of the atmosphere uh, and and the environments and the design uh, is oh. one of the most important elements, and I. Oh, I, so, so then we're gonna transition to how much you love Metroid Prime, correct? <laughs> I do love Metroid Prime. Uh, okay, I just right. I don't love it as much for for 
certain reasons, because that's another game in my <laughs> marathon of Metroid games. Because, you know, most you could say Prime. Prime is atmospheric and has an, has an aesthetic and, you know, gives you feeling, you know, but... It, it, it does, it, it certainly does, but like <laughs> with Dread, I think some of the things that I, I don't like as much are uh, particularly the world and boss designs I find are less memorable and less engaging, uh, particularly in comparison to other aspects of the series. Um, the the ending of Prime in particular, uh, I was sour on replaying it. Prime was the first Metroid game I ever played, and I think probably the only one I completed. Oh, this is a replay. I thought this was your first time. No, no. I, I played Metroid Prime growing up. Okay. So the nostalgia should have hit, but it didn't. So It did, means it's it did, a but I came... But uh, but I I was <laughs> I left my rose colored glasses off. That I was able to give it a more bitter. fair vision. Yeah, a little bit. I think <laughs> I've I've enraged him slightly. No, no, with, no, no. with mild with mild criticisms of Metroid Prime. <laughs> hey hey hey! Here's the thing. I completely agree. Um, it's, and honestly, like when you get to the later half of Prime or whatever, especially when you do backtracking and all that, the the game starts to tail off i could completely understand uh criticisms um no no i i get it i get the metroid prime hate i understand hate hate is a very strong and loaded word in this case i am very favorable to metroid david prime, so. just admit you want to burn all metroid primes in a fire <laughs> yeah uh, uh, we, we just started two and i'm already feeling very favorable there you know so uh, I, okay. I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting to be even more positive on two uh, right now in in the early stages of playing through it. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a grand journey of undertaking. I mean, I've uh, I I just to address the one thing you mentioned about what one values in Metro. I think it's more complex than that uh, because um, you know I always like you know a personal favorite of mine is Metro Two, which um very much is because sort of you know not because it's like this is an amazing side scroller or whatever like purely on a mechanical basis but because it is this little gem of like minimalist atmosphere and uh and and you know like i'm like very like sort of uh tight and uh atmospheric uh thing so uh so you know, it's not like I, I value one thing, I value the other. It's just that mm, certain, I mean, you know, I, 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 might, I, I might I might end up the, just on the same uh, st the same stance yeah. as you. Very, like, it's very possible. Um, but uh, it, I, I, all I know is that sort of with two, I don't have, I didn't have the issues because of its like brevity and like very different focus and, and structure. Um, and uh, uh, so, so it sort of had to do. It had, it does something um, so that I don't have those issues. And uh, uh, yeah, and other games, uh, those very much are still uh, problems for me. So, uh, we'll, which we'll we'll get to this when I'll get more. I'll, I'll tell you what yeah. I'm talking about when well, when we talk about fusion. But, it's definitely um, it's definitely not an either or thing like atmosphere yeah. or mechanics. It, I, I guess it's just you know what you know what you want more so again like the percentage of it versus yeah. other games in comparison. 
Uh, and again, it, it depends on you know what the game is going for. I like, want you know, heavy I, I story <laughs> on a console, playing on the Wii, where <laughs> Samus complains about the baby, and we see a Ridley <laughs> grow from little baby into a giant monster Ridley. And uh, I want Adam to block doors and then give me my powers whenever he feels like it. Well, well, bro, that and sounds... And I want to play Mahjong. <laughs> That sounds quite ridiculous, and I can't imagine anyone greenlighting something like that. So uh, I'm afraid you'll be quite disappointed uh, with any entry in the series. That's why the industry is broken. Do you want to conclude? Um, yeah. Uh, Metroid talk before we return. <laughs> to yes. The... Yeah. So so we'll taper yeah. off. Uh, just as one last note, I guess on it, I will say I'm I'm with you, Pavlos, on on Metroid Two here. Uh, currently going through my second playthrough since my uh, SD card decided to corrupt the save file like a few Metroids away from the end uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but because the game is is fairly short and uh, you know kind of easy to you know get through, uh, I don't I actually don't think it's that challenging even without a map. Um, no. it's, it's still remaining quite favorable for me. I'm, I'm surprised with how effective yeah, it is to get be especially like you, as you said in, in how I value atmospherically uh, the game I think is uh, one of if not the best you know in, in that sense and, and I, I, I don't uh, <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead oh, okay I'll, <laughs> say, I'll say in I will say in favor of atmosphere or or just in feel in general there's like Metroid 2, number one, I'm going to go ahead and say it. AM2R is ugly, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. Samus Returns is pretty ugly. I like Samus Returns' color palette or whatever, but it's also a little garish, and it's and it's not necessarily spooky or moody, um, which yeah. is definitely a core to the original. What? I think they can coexist very well, the original yeah, and the, Returns. The big thing is that they're yeah. very different games. When, no, when, no, no, when, I know. I'm, ju I'm just saying in general, right? When we talk about atmosphere, like when you look at that, that is what can be really special about Metroid 2 um, yeah. versus mm -hmm. its its others um, when you look at them. Because they are it's all very ends. different games now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So w when I see people complain about Metroid 2, again, more the, the general community, it's people like to say that it's aged poorly and it's it's obviously just not true i think people just don't like the more limited mechanics or the approach to the game you know how uh they worked within the confines of the game boys capabilities and yeah they ju just don't have a thing i think for game for just just because it's just original game boy i think it doesn't yep. go the critiques don't go further than that uh for many people i'm not saying for everyone but I, uh, I think they just don't like the approach of it, you know, and they uh, and they prefer how the series grew and evolved as it went along, uh, and again how it just became more refined and more about uh, movement. Uh, and again, I think that really takes off with like Super Metroid, especially. Um, yeah, and you and you could see a, a kind of puritanism about it, um, mm -hmm. and you know, again, the the series improves on that as it goes along, but that doesn't make something like uh, metroid 2 inherently inferior because it's uh quite different you know again it's a very different game in general not only from you know mechanic standpoint but you know story standpoint as well and approach you know boss wise there's not really a lot there you know it's it's a very different 
bosses. Anyway, this is not a Metroid 2 episode. Do um, we want to talk about fusion? Oh, I think we have one other topic to hit before Fusion, then. what's that? <laughs> Final Fusion 14 online. Yeah, that's that's what that F is for. Fusion, pretty okay uh, Mega Drive emulator. Okay, Fusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. My favorite Fusion is Gogeta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, I guess that was a little appetizer for you. Um, big appetizer. And uh, <laughs> big, big appetizer. Um, I don't even. I don't even know. Like I, I've, I've been playing. I've, I've been back. I've been. I've, I've gotten back into Final Fantasy fourteen. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's an MMO. Uh, and do, uh, do you, do you feel sucks. any shame about this, Pavlos? I guess that's the. <laughs> The opening no, question here. <laughs> no shame. It's more like, you know, little as little little game, game time as I had to begin with. That just goes to to that now. <laughs> it's, like, it's 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 a it's more uh, despondency, I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm just, it's it's a uh, it's a little bit sad, but also it's fun. Shout out to my my uh, <laughs> two people doing this with me. And by the way, I mean. Okay, it's not quite true, but uh, so I'm, I'm talking about Oliver and Will. Um, like uh, Ollie has been playing very differently than me. Uh, he's just been mainlining, just doing the main quest, and he's already up to the second expansion. And he's, you know, we've been playing for the exact same amount of time because we actually both reinstalled. Like he installed it, I reinstalled it at this on the same evening together. Um, but the difference is that I do side quests, which is a stupid thing to do in an MMO. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know me, and uh, but uh, and also he's just spent more time with it, played more. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's just uh, it it they did it. I mean it's a it's a marvel. That game is a marvel in many aspects. If you know the history of it, um, which I think many people know, even if they haven't played it, you know. 1.0 famously complete disaster ugly uh, duckling Yo- story yoshi yoshi p uh saving saving it and then they've been doing so much great stuff with it i mean you know it's undeniably final fantasy great art great environments uh, and, and general design and general art design great and so such a deep soundtrack um for it and Apparently, like with the expansions, they go really nuts with the writing. Like uh, people are actually um, like raving about the the, the writing and in, in, in the in the later expansions stuff like that. So I'm very excited um, to to get to that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's so much to do, and um, yeah, it's 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 just very fun and just you know also just a nice. I, I'm 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 about that as a social experience i just like i just like uh just like that as a social experience and uh yeah i mean i recommend getting it it's free uh the base game and the first expansion is all free to play up to level 60 i think like which is like hundreds of hours if you want of content it's all it's just free uh not even no sub feeds even but at the same time I don't recommend getting into it. Yep, yep. Uh, so make of that what you will. But uh, yeah, 
a very very necessary addendum for people with mm -hmm. uh, addictive personalities, yeah. especially or those who have no self control. Uh, yeah, in yeah. In terms of divvying and, up their their time. And again, like it's really not that it's not like that for me. Like I'm not playing. Like I remember, like a couple of years ago, when one of my I had like three phases with the game. This being the third, like my first two phases were very much that addiction thing. Um, this time around, it's like I don't even like like you know, like I think in the last seven days I've played I've played once or twice maybe. And uh, once was definitely just a couple hours, and yesterday was a bit of a longer session. But um, uh, like I don't, it's it's more like that the time that would go to games just goes to this now. It's not like that. It's not that like I like I like uh, go crazy and um, can't stop playing this. It's just uh, at at it's at the time like uh, uh, as a friend of mine says in in German a a time grave. <laughs> this is where time is, is buried. Uh, um, so yeah, so I, make be you know keep that in mind if you if you're considering. It, it seems to me that you might be on the downswing of this. That it might be settling a little bit more, which which I'm happy for because that means I'll get to see more of you again and I can pull you out for more podcasts like this. <laughs> finally, the thing is also you're pushing each other like you know like like yeah, it's not so far ahead. It's like ah. But I have to like you know I have to play a little bit because otherwise I'm, I won't catch up at all. Oh, uh, uh, that, at that point, yeah, at that point it, you'll just be so discouraged that you'll drop it and you'll move on to other things, mm. <laughs> which, yeah, which is great, great for us um, who, who just want you back, Pavlos. Mm, this is mm -hmm. this is actually. I mean, I'm uh, there. I know, y'all. I liked my waterfall. <laughs> I liked my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come, come on, hey, bro! You're supposed to be here with me. This was our intervention. No, no, you can play Final Fantasy, man. <laughs> the, the intervention that I uh, organized myself. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Let's uh, let, let's keep let's leave it at that for the moment. Um, I, I imagine I? you'll be reporting back on it again in the future. That's maybe at some point we'll see. We'll see. This also, you know, that's don't have much to say about it. <laughs> Ultimately. Um, no, but let's how get. How many hours? To, I don't know. Like when you do get when you do <laughs> slash, I think playtime slash playtime, in the in game, it tells you the your playtime in like days, uh, like weeks and days. It's probably a lot hours. of Metroid fusions. It's probably a lot. It, yeah, yeah. that's like so you have played so many for so many days, so you can do the math, or you can just not do the math. Um, <laughs> At that point, like that, that's like game. when a casino doesn't have windows or clocks, so you have no <laughs> idea what time it is or how long yeah. you've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good comparison. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get to our game of the week. I mean, you know, we, I gave you a little bit of a breather there, but we're yeah. back with Metroid talk, right? Ready? Uh, yeah. Me uh, me back Metroid again. Fusion. Immediately, immediately, immediately back to it. Um, <laughs> Metroid Fusion is the game that we're going to talk about. This is uh, Metroid 4. You know, you could also call it Metroid 4, if you will. Uh, and uh, that'd be correct. Um, so this is a Game Boy game. Uh, sorry, Game, game Advance game, 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 of course. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, 2002. It came out in 2002. Also directed by Sakamoto, who's like the, you know, long-time director of the series. Um 
uh, just an R&D one joint. And uh, yeah, this uh, uh, is a different Metroid. Yeah, you know, you gotta imagine at this point, you know, what has had what had been out. Uh, you know, Metroid One had been out, Metroid Two, on the Game Boy, uh, Super Metroid, of course, and uh, I believe this released on the same day as a Prime. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think Prime released a day after or a day after. Yeah, like a day. So yeah, basically the same time. Okay. Uh, actually, no, Prime. No, this released the day after. So Prime released first in North America, at least. Um, okay. Yeah. They um, there's even a, a Game Boy Advance link cable functionality where you can unlock uh, content for Prime, like a a, 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 a suit. suit. Yeah. Um, so right. So um, the the reason it's different. So from those games that I mentioned that have been out at this point, uh, and that people are surprised is that it's very linear. It's a linear game. Uh, I think by and large, it's fair to say, even if it's not like you know, it's not like scripted or like completely. There's no <laughs> freedom at all, but uh, you you do, and I think that goes hand in hand with an increased narrative because the increased narrative leads to you getting instructions and like getting point talking um, to uh, to um, a uh, like AI or like a um, computer who Sam has uh, has nicknamed Adam after um, her. The, the officer that uh, she was working for, uh, Adam Malkovich, former uh, superior, and uh, to her, and um, he just points you like he's like, "Oh shit's going down in this section. Yo, check that shit out," uh, and like put like like shows you on the map where it is, and you go there, and it's like, and then you go there, and it's like, we sense large video game boss energy from this room, <laughs> <laughs> so hey go there um and and so you know it's it's very much a a a um a linear thing like that but you know on your way there you're still you're still it's it's becomes more about you know (coughs) making your way there there's still stuff to like discover like find like you know the typical metroid like crevices and hidden blocks and and so on and uh, of course still tons of like you know missile tanks energy tanks and stuff like that to be found which also you know that that stuff is still there and that stuff is still entirely and that obviously feeds into your completion and your completion again is totally open so that stuff is not uh hasn't been streamlined that's still the same um but yeah it is still a departure again i I think i would say i would say the, the narrative the new narrative focus goes hand in hand with the new structure um and the game, uh, I guess the last thing I'll say for now is that um, this is about, just quickly about the story, which is, uh, or about, about a specific enemy, which is uh, the X, which is a sort of parasite um, that uh, takes shape of, uh, um, or, or uh, does it take shape or does it infest uh it um it, it, it imitates it takes on it imitates the, yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, it, both biologically and and mentally like it, it exactly the it, memories yeah. of things and yeah they're basically perfect cloning uh exactly organisms. exactly 
So that leads to very interesting moments. Like so you're just fighting enemies, and then the X pops out, which is like a little little goo thing. And when you pick it up, you get health. Um, but uh, so, so so that's different. But um, this they they do variations on that. They they work with that um, conceit and do interesting stuff. Uh, interesting stuff with it. Um, you know, also leads to obviously some uh, sort of. Uh, reunions let's say <laughs> um and and other stuff like that and also uh leads to a nemesis type character called the sax the sax um and he is just a well a, a samus mimic um that is at full power has all her abilities and uh, is sort of chasing you throughout and you encounter her or it uh, in various capacities, be like be it in the most scripted sections, or also in sections where you actually have to have no choice but run to run away from her, and that leads to uh, yeah some tension and some uh, some highlights. I think. All right, that's that's my the introduction. That's the introduction to this game. Let's hear some thoughts. You want me to go first, bro? I'll 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 pop in. You're first, I you're guess. our guest. David. Yeah, I've I've wedged my way in here because in between you guys announcing Fusion and actually getting here, I've played through and really enjoyed it. You literally <laughs> came to my house with a gun and you were I like, did. I'm going to be on the Fusion podcast. I was like, okay, you could have just asked. And then it was, a, it was an arm cannon. It was a, actually the arm cannon from, from Metroid. <laughs> that he, <laughs> But then a, a gun popped out. <laughs> oh shit, he means business. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Well, the first the first thing I'll say about the game, as you pointed out, it is a, a departure for the series in that it takes on a much more linear approach. Uh, I would say in direct contrast to its predecessor, Super Metroid, which is uh, quite more open ended uh, in, in its ability for exploration, and again, very minimal on on the story, or at least in the way it tells story. Um, uh, you know, the series yeah. prior to this, uh, yeah, just very minimal story, all visually told, largely, right. And that is not uh, a bad thing, though sometimes this is used as a criticism against the game, is that it's uh, more linear than other uh, Metroid games. And if anything, you know, that is a, a plus for it. That is a, uh, a boon because the Metroid series is most interesting when it's doing something different, when it's bringing in new elements when it's, you know, expanding on things that have been previously established. and The baby, if you will. <laughs> sure that's one example but in the case of fusion i think the the x are the most emblematic ones a a new species uh that are brought into the story again further fleshing out the universe particularly in how it directly expands on that as a consequence of the actions of the previous games uh specifically the fallout from metroid 2 where right. the mission was to kill all of the metroids on sr388 and now with Fusion, you're returning there, you find out that the ex-parasites, uh, their natural enemy uh, you know, in the food chain was the, the Metroids. They're essentially what kept them, you know, the, the species um, from growing too large in population. And now that they're all gone, the ex are running amok and are a threat to the, the entire galaxy because oh. of their ability to imitate and overtake species. That's a lesson in environmentalism, everybody. When you get rid of one niche in an ecosystem, the whole yeah. thing just topples over. And hubris. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, oh I will dog. say, go go ahead. Um, I'll say personally for me, the things I really responded to in terms of this, this game uh, merges, because of its linear fashion, merges narrative and um, gameplay in a much... Uh, in, a, in a satisfying way to me, especially the scripted SAX moments, but particularly the things I wanted that I wrote down even that I wanted to talk mm -hmm. about were um, I particularly enjoyed the fleshing out of the world in regards to the Galactic Federation. Um, the like you could complain perhaps maybe about the AI with Adam, but I like by the end of it how their relationship sort of takes a different turn and particularly man's hubris exactly where without spoilers let's just say that perhaps people in the galaxy were not as good as they could have been and then the other thing i wanted to say was um because of the linear closed off feeling um and especially with where you start in the game as a you have to have Metroid DNA put inside you. So this means you're weak to ice. And this also frames you as sort of the, uh, as sort of a much more deeper conflict between you and the X parasite. And you're in a very weakened state and you, you continue that weakened state throughout. Even when you're fighting the X parasite before the full on boss fight, you're not, you're not in great shape. And um, yeah. that continues on. And perhaps someone could complain about, like, the feelings of upgrading that you're supposed to feel in a Metroid. But I don't think you're supposed to feel anything. In this one, you're just, you're struggling to survive. And it's even framed in that. Where it's like, the best thing you can do is survive. Um, get to where you need to go and do what you need to do. And that is its own really special feeling. You can, you can definitely feel that reflected in the gameplay, not just in the particular encounters, the threat of the SAX being, like, this literally invincible foe that you have to constantly run away from, but just in general, again, uh, Fusion, uh, all of the enemies hit harder here. Like, you take a lot more damage from uh, enemies than you do in previous titles. Uh, often yeah. one of the things that's that can be an issue with Metroid games is that you just get so overpowered with health tanks by the end that it's like literally no challenge to deal with anything. You could probably leave the controller for two minutes and come back to a boss fight and still not be dead. Uh, but it's not really the case in Fusion, uh, particularly because of how much harder things hit and the, the smaller scope of uh, health you get. I think it's a little lesser than in previous titles. Uh, still not the, the lowest amount, but uh, on the lower end. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah and, because point. of how that's how that's incorporated in with the story, again, that's all really well done. Again, the, the additional weakness to ice you now have uh, because of the Metroid DNA. It's an, you know, an expansion of the story that you see in the gameplay as well. And that's, uh, again, some, some of the very uh, well-refined storytelling tools that the game exhibits throughout. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good point with the, the enemies hitting harder, uh, totally. I think I think they do a great job sort of just working with... They, they sort of, you know, thought of a premise and they follow through through that in in just many different ways and uh and that's really great um one of the other things i really like with the premise is that it's a commit to it's it. a sorry to interrupt 
No, I'm uh, just saying they commit to it. Um, but no, you, you say what you want to say. Yeah. One of the other things I love about the, um, the, the setting and, and what they do here is the, the different mm-hmm. location. So many Metroid games are just you're barreling, you're going down deeper into some other alien planet. Some cases, like in Super Metroid, it's the same planet that you've been to before. And yeah. that, that can be a little repetitive, and particularly because every Metroid game has, like, you know, the different environments that you have to go to, this variance of environments, but even in the variance, there's repetition. But mm-hmm. with Fusion, you're on a space station. It's different. It is something that is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, unique for the series. And again, another example of why I, I like how it's doing things different. And it feels like a different environment, despite it having this quality of preserving different, uh, you know, planetary environments, you know, ones that recreate certain yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. But the, the we overall... We should mention that actually uh, more clearly, because I don't think it has mentioned it. So there's like eight uh, biomes, so to speak. And they're essentially, I mean, they're not particularly creative in the theming. They're kind of what you would expect. But they yeah. still—that's how they get around um, sort of uh, vari- variance in, um, like a variance in, in the environments—is by just having, <laughs> you know, just have like having this space station be a sort of uh, uh, basically like big greenhouses, so to speak. Well, or like, well because it's like so, a, the the, yeah. the setting, the idea of it is that it's a a place to preserve and uh, kind of yeah. like experiment with different animals and different, you know, from different planets, you know, terry systems and stuff. And that's how the X are there to begin with, because they're recreating the environments of SR388 in, in one of them and, you know, yeah. various other ones you come across. So that's how they implement that same, you know, variants of environments that you want in a Metroid game while it's still being a very different location, you know, a different yeah. space that you're exploring. And right, I, I do right. like the more, um, you know, like uh, uh, space station kind of futuristic environment as opposed to the more alien environment that you're exploring in typical Metroid games. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, like, so just to go sort of um, uh, transition to like more more explicit criticism uh good good and bad positive and negative i mean yeah yeah i think uh, i think it really um I, f- I feel like the the reputation of the game has like or like the 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 voices against linearity have become qu- like quieter over the years like i think the people that um still don't don't like it like they just don't like it it's not like they they do it anymore because it's it you know like there's a difference between actually not uh, th- thinking like this is not this is not better for the game or which I think was much more the case with uh, for the time and you can um, you can f- uh, observe this with a couple of different like Nintendo games being not happy with it just because it feels like a sacrilege <laughs> um, just based on some dumb expectation of what something would be see also something like wind waker um and so on like uh uh where um it's sort of more it's a a disingenuous sort of uh uh, sort of um i don't know what you would say like like uh indignation uh Mm -hmm. Um, I think so, there's de- I think there's definitely a fine line between what you kind of expect as a staple of the series and 
what you know the the developers should do to you know kind of reinvigorate and approach with new ideas and yeah i i think a lot of the times the people who uh complain about the linearity of fusion they just want to break something open with all of the skips that you can do kind of like in super metroid i think they're they're really just mm-hmm. a lot of big super metroid fanboys who just want that freedom to entirely you know uh skip everything in the in the game and do all these crazy different mm-hmm. moves and stuff which you, you see a bit more with dread i think you know people got a little bit of taste of that now with like developer intended skips especially that, that are a bit mm-hmm. more prevalent in a game like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but again doing something different is not worse you know the the linearity is a strength of fusion because it is being yeah. it is standing out from its predecessors right um yeah so yeah, no i just wanted you know i just wanted to differentiate between i think uh, at the time definitely it was more of this pearl clutching because mm-hmm. people are dumb and now yeah. i think people uh who you know who still who still aren't entirely down with it you know they they just they, i, I believe like i believe it's that it's their genuine <laughs> opinion said genuine uh, feelings on it even if i disagree with them but um but yeah, uh, so yeah, I think I mean I th- first uh, I mean one thing that needs to be said. This is a really great looking, moving, animating game. This is a this is a definitely a uh, a highlight. A um, what do you call it? like like you know this is one of, one of the just the, the pl- a platform highlight even I would say like a GBA uh, GBA highlight um, for the for the, just for the library. Um, and uh and you know it's really uh really excels in in that department it really it it looks and sounds great at any any given time and everything pops the the models look great the sprites look the, the sprites look great the backgrounds look great um and and that's and that's you know that it's not just sort of uh you know like a like a so it's not just good for just um, <laughs> for the fact that it's good, but it it does a significant contrib- It's a significant part of creating that sense sense of place, um, which is is so uh, I think uh, elementary like a elementary component of of the series. Um, so uh, that's that's one thing that I think uh, just needs to be said in, in uh, uh, f- uh, because it hasn't been pointed out so far. Um, I think it does. It, there's market improvements on on gameplay aspects, uh, where it feels more fluid, um, better to control. S- certain moves are just easier to pull off. Um, I know David, you you will get into this as well. Um, I, I think I think one of the biggest things that Fusion changed mechanics wise that was uh, you know quite uh, an improvement for the series and has remained so is. Uh, the, the the missile system is holding down the R button to switch to missiles instead of cycling through as you did with Super Metroid. That's probably the biggest issue that's aged poorly with Super Metroid. And again, like you know, from there there on, from Fusion onwards, the missile uh, activation system has remained, and it's very natural seeming. You also have the inclusion of wall clinging to to grabbing onto ledges, and yeah. that really helps with movement getting around as well. Yeah, that's very uh, good. Yeah, so so like with uh, I think just basically each entry in the series again moving forward, just you know movements and mechanics improve with each entry, and uh, that's what you expect and what you want for from a game. And Fusion's a, a great example of how you do that. Right, right. 
Um, all right. So is, is Brogan still there, by the way? I exist. <laughs> I've just let y'all talk. Y'all, y'all are passionate. Yeah, I think you now you will get passionate because uh, I will. Oh, I will bring. I have to work up the passion. <laughs> yeah, I will bring uh, my my some of my criticisms, and I I will I will uh, divide them between um, between sort of uh, Metroid like series uh, inherent in some ways uh, problems that I just think are sort of systemic, so to speak, uh, and. Um, about the series and the others and and then you know points about fusion in particular that i think uh, it it's not uh, could have been better so uh to, to start off with the latter i think it makes more sense i think uh there's a point where they uh for me they could have spaced out the environments better i think it you quick very quickly get uh, rushed through um all the different environments and uh and then afterwards you're revisiting them, but it's just not quite the same. It's a it's a bit like, uh, for example, three D Land, uh, where the second half you're you know you're doing like, after you think the game's done, you get like, in full, like like sort of a second half all of a sudden where it's like sort of remixes and rearrangements of of levels and it's, and and some new stuff as well. But it even though it's better, it's like a, it it makes it's an it's more interesting versions of the of the first half um just the novelty it, it's just not the same it wasn't the same there and it's not the same for me in fusion because just the novelty has worn off like it, it it's you know it's cool that i'm revisiting it obviously i can get to some new places but okay like it's like okay um a couple of um detours aside that they still managed to weave in um i've seen <laughs> And I don't know what, what all the environments <laughs> are in the game. And I feel like they could have just spaced it out a little better. Like, I feel like they could have been, um, you know, why not revisit one of them before you, like, and leave some others to reveal for, late, for later. Like, uh, you know, why do the, why get rushed through all of them and get a pretty good idea of them um, so, so quickly. Um, I, th I think that's, it could have been solved more elegantly, I think, to also keep the momentum uh, because for me like it, it was sort of a detriment to the momentum a little bit um the other thing for me um with uh with fusion is that um i mean i guess i guess it's more like nitpicky stuff like certain moments weren't, weren't really great certain bosses certain boss designs were and not boss designs sorry like like combat uh, uh uh, I was gonna say because counter yeah. designs. Uh, the, yeah. the boss designs are one of the things I love most about Fusion. So yeah, yeah. bosses really sure. stand out. Uh, you know, as some of the most memorable. In for the sure, series. for sure. Yeah, so I was talking about the counter designs. Yeah, and I yeah. think they're also you know this we're already getting getting already getting in the territory where I have to start with sort of the issues that just are just sort of for me issues of the series and aren't at least aren't fixed in Fusion. Like, I think for me, Metroid always, um, I was like, you know, I liked the games that I played. I really like two, um, but never loved them. And I also like hold, don't hold super as high uh, in as high esteem as others, other, uh, as other people. I, th as, I think it's better than the first one, but I don't like, <laughs> it's like that's, that's, you know, that's where it might also then stop for me. Like it might not rise too much higher. No, not counting stuff like other M, but uh, or like not counting the the 3D stuff, but uh, like it's 
pretty low in my personal list. Um, I mean, I mean, there are example, five games, so you know, even low can you know that doesn't necessarily indicate bad. <laughs> sure, sure, but I think you know, for many, it's like a no-brainer, best best game in the series. But uh, anyway, uh, the the problem is for me. I think um, just what kept what always held it back is just it's clunky. It's uh, it's not elegant. Like the I think uh, you know everything is big as particularly samus is a big sprite you get hit for a lot um especially in fusion um i think the jump the fact you hold the jump um in combination with like the knockback when you get hit and stuff like it and you know again your size and sort of the it, it's it, it never felt like it always felt like a little bit a hassle and like uh, not as i didn't feel as mobile i didn't feel as fully in control um as as I wanted to in in Metroid games, and Fusion is no exception. Like so often, I, you know, wanna I wanna jump over something. I forget that I have to hold it the entire time. Uh, the space jump is what it's called is not it's not fun to use for me personally. Like even though I eventually got kind of kind of the hang of it, but it's just not that fun to use. So a mix of like controls, both you know in a technical sense and also just in a sense of like this is how movement and and so on is designed. Um, is even though it's an improvement in some aspects, no question. Um, yeah, I think there's a clunkiness there that not it's not a deal break at all. It's just like a little bit of like a sort of leads to a little bit of a disconnect for me. Uh, um, yeah, and I think I think th those and and that's why I earlier uh, referred to like you know like said like you know maybe dread <laughs> could be the the hit for me because. Uh, because it sounds uh, much like it addresses um, that stuff at the the most, at least in the series. I I think it definitely will for you. I'm putting my pitchfork aside for your super comments, uh, so we can focus on a discussion <laughs> here. Um, and and just to to point out uh, to say that uh, for me at least the the controls are you know and and the mechanics of Samus uh, how kind of you know the holding down to do to the jumps and such and the the more light feeling she has uh as a character uh, mm -hmm. uh i think are the things that i do like about her movement i feel in, in much greater control uh, again specifically because you can you know as you said as you put you know more uh if you hold down the jump button you jump for longer you know the different kind of jump between a hop and a full somersault jump and then how space jump just really opens up exploration by giving you an infinite jump effectively it just takes a little bit of uh timing of the button jumping you know slightly after the peak of your jump there there's definitely a, a learning curve to it uh and it is something that improves as the series goes on um but even mm -hmm. again, like you know, uh, I think the the movement even as far back as Super is still uh, quite um, you know in, in in control. It gives the player a lot of uh, freedom to to move around and control as they like. It's just perhaps not as intuitive as it could be. But as we said, it does get better as the series goes on. And Fusion is one of the titles that makes great strides in improving a lot of it and giving you more movement options, especially. But yeah, I can I can definitely see how those those are issues for someone who are trying to get into the game at first. Uh, again, because like I said, especially they're not intuitive immediately. There's there's definitely some learning that is involved with controlling Samus in the Metroid games. Do you have uh, thoughts on that on my on my, on my points, uh, Brogan? 
Do I when do I up the passion? No. Um um i i i i agree generally speaking i would i would question i for for instance i don't necessarily need to feel one-to-one organic with samus i think when when the the game wants you Mm -hmm. to be able to breathe as samus and sort of be immersed as her so so when there is a control issue it is definitely a problem so i sympathize but also for me um it's on the gba and i don't necessarily like i I never had a problem with the space jump for instance um so like stuff Mm -hmm. like that I, i i don't really know but also like for the gba I don't necessarily see like, like you have two less buttons than the Super Nintendo. Um, just like I, I, uh, I didn't have uh, that many problems with it. I'm trying to think of other things I would say. Yeah, here. it's not the controls necessarily, so I don't think it's a lack of buttons at all. Again, what do you more, think like, it you know, is? Just how... What do you think of it in comparison to like Zero Mission? Mm, uh, nothing. Uh, Zero Mission is the same, same thing. Like it, 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 same it criticisms. Has, as yeah. I haven't played Dread, but like, uh, f- you know, from the games, from the Metroid games that I've played, no, no Metroid game has, uh, for me, because they're all in, like sort of uh, uniform in that or uh, consistent in that, in that, you know, like the jumping is very odd. Like you do like a, either a straight jump and if you, or you do, you will do some of the flip jump. I mean, I know when it happens, but you know, like, still you have that difference and you know like in in a platform normally you tap a button or you hold it or like you press it like more strongly and then that will do a higher jump lower jump or whatever but you don't have to hold it like think about you know like you want to do short hop you want the long hop that will that will depend on the button press not the not the um you, you won't be you're not won't have to like mario won't drop once you let go of the button uh, so you know, it's a very different and very specific uh, type of jumping. So, I'm, uh, is it just a preference and thing, or is this an actual criticism? No, this is this is a criticism. Uh, I think. Um, um, I would ask you if, then, if, like, I mean, there's but, definitely. But, 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 let me let me just uh, because you're saying you're just singling out this point. My entire point was also this go. This is in tandem with, for example, I think it is very important, a very important point. Like Sam is a sprite size, you know, and yeah. I think generally speaking. It, I think there is an element to Metroid which I find a little bit uh, just inelegant uh, be- uh, because um, and it, it, it it's re- most apparent in the boss fights because I think mo- a lot sort of my um, idea of a Metroid boss fight by and large is you you know you it's it's it it's really fun like sometimes I'll say rarely it's really fun. Um, sort of doing it correctly and it's even very hard to do it correctly because you know think of the many bosses where it's like one hit will beget the next because you will drop from something you will be the the boss is also a giant sprite and usually one hit will lead to another uh, or will lead to lead you to falling into lava and just getting hit then just getting more damage there and so on and so on so usually boss fights are a war of attrition where you just dump as many as missile, missiles as you can into the boss sort of dodge when you when it's um when it when it's sort of convenient to uh, in that moment otherwise just tank the hit and keep firing those missiles and it becomes a war of attrition the boss 
bosses themselves look great, but uh, it's not very elegant boss design, like like encounter design. I mean, uh, for me, like just uh, you know, just burning through your energy tanks. Um, I, I do think that the, the energy There's a lot I can system. unpack. I'm okay. not actually passionate enough to get into this. You won't talk, David. Come on. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I would say I would actually disagree. Um, Encounter, I couldn't. We'd have to dissect the actual enemies. For like a boss, let's take Ridley or let's take. I'm trying to. Th- there's a, plenty of fusion bosses in there where. Nightmare. I, nightmare. <laughs> For instance, that's a great thing. If I just unloaded on him, um, I died. That that's the answer. Yes. That is I I would die if I did the war of attrition. I didn't yes. do what you did. Would or you probably hunt for no, everything no, no. you could possibly find. He's I like don't do that. One. I literally played the yeah. game, and I'm saying is mm-hmm. that it. It's a get mm-hmm. good thing. I every single one of those bosses had a process to them. They did. I'm not saying like. The, that it was just a war of attrition and like if you get hit it begets another hit that, that's sort of like a dark souls thing where it's like you gotta get good and you gotta get accustomed to it because like no, you can do no. it i promise you you can do it i know you can do it i'm not saying you can't this is not obviously i know like people uh you know by the way in nightmare is the only boss i even had trouble with sure I, like keep that in mind it's the only boss i had trouble with i'm not saying like this is not and it's not about can i do this or not i'm talking about from a, a aesthetic standpoint here from a design standpoint like i don't think these are very elegant um uh, combat uh this is not very elegant combat design like with nightmare um there's one specific thing the the only thing you can do to sort of dodge damage from him and even that is not very reliable because he flies around still very in a very erratic way um is to once he gets too close like climb on the ladder and then he will, for some reason, he will not go up, and that's why you never try. May, may never try it bef- uh, immediately because you think, okay, he just follows you. So if I go to the ladder, he he's been closing in on me, and he will just go up and hit me. But for some reason, when you go on the ladder, he does the swoop thing and comes back around for some reason, like goes back and comes comes. And that gives you time to just stay on the ladder, and then the other reason to be on the ladder is because Samus, because of the physics. Where if Samus drops from the ladder, she it's just a very quick drop. Whereas where you do like if you do like a jump, you just fall much more slowly. So you can actually that's how you can actually get around him by like, but it's 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 not like I can show you this. Okay, all right. Can watch a video together. The, and I can okay, show you this, my thing is how, this how it's is like going to be a two-hour conversation. All right. But, yeah. Here's my no, question. But what do you mean by elegant? This is not a get good thing. This is not a good good thing. But what's that? Can you define the word elegance here? Yeah, I mean, for me, elegance is is that it's not only possible, which is what you were arguing. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying it's possible, desirable, and fun. Like, like uh, desirable. That's, that's what the other mean, but desirable. It's desirable, and something that I want to accomplish, I want to try, is to not tank damage, and to, to, keep, to just keep firing. But elegant is the opposite would be that i want to engage with the patterns and like learn the pattern and uh, like for example say if you just had three hits right you would have to learn a pattern if you just could take three hits for example uh if you just had let's say three hearts you know um that's what i that's what i mean okay by elegant all right this is going to be a scenario where we disagree 
Okay, it's just a, okay. it's just a pure disagreement because I wanted right. to engage. In fact, I I highly enjoyed engaging with the bosses. You know that one uh, fusion boss? I'm pretty sure uh, I've played all these games together now, so I'm really worried I'm going to mistake a Metroid boss here. I'm pretty sure it's fusion where it's the swoop and then you got to jump onto the ceiling and then you're shooting down at it while it's going up and down through the different small platforms. You know what I'm talking about? It's like water mm -hmm. and it's multiple platforms yeah. and then it's yeah, like a worm. You're talking about Ceres. S mm -hmm. Sure, D I'll take that name. <laughs> that boss was really, really fun to learn its patterns and learn to engage with. Because I would drop down and I would learn that you can bait him into doing whatever he's going to do next. So then it became a dance. And for me, the dance is elegant. So I would disagree. Yeah, there. I'm not saying there aren't exceptions. I, I think I know what you mean. I think that may be one. My memories is not entirely there for I, it but uh, i think it may be one there's there's a couple for sure but by and large and uh i'm i'm uh like uh, you know i i know this this is a not again this is i don't i'm not these are complaints you know where i'm not saying this is more egregious uh infusion at all just at all the, these are sure. just mm -hmm. my like, general problems i have with metroid games that are still also present in fusion um it, but uh, yeah, no, like, I know. I think like, it was more of a more problem of in like super, super. Mm -hmm. I definitely see what you're saying, and like has mm -hmm. it, and you're saying it's a consistent problem throughout the franchise, and I get it. I'm, I, I, I would disagree, especially in terms of fusion. But if you want to apply it generally, mm -hmm. I would, I would sympathize. Yeah, okay. uh, I, okay. I think fusion definitely takes strides, and again, you know, to actually create patterns and you know ways to solve the boss fights, as opposed to something like super, which is, you know, those bosses are just dump missiles you know uh particularly in uh in the case of like we said with saris or or nightmare even again nightmare has a specific pattern that, that you have to follow certain areas where you have to shoot them and one of the things i think that's very effective about nightmare as a boss is, is emblematic of the game in general in how mm -hmm. he is a boss uh and his presence and the build-up to his fight creates an overwhelming sense of dread in the series uh, in the game in particular, and that's something that uh, I think Fusion excels at, uh, especially not just in the case of Nightmare, where you anticipate him seeing his sprite, you know, kind of like flying around in a in a shadow in the background, and then the you know his overall design, the grotesque face that's revealed once you you know smash his plate open with your missiles, mm -hmm. and this kind of creeping things like as he's, as he's coming slowly towards you as you're just trying to blast missiles into him and defeat him. You know, there's so many aspects of his design, both in the the actual character and the model, and in the actual combat that create this sense of fear. But again, that, that extends even further with the main antagonist uh, and the various encounters with the the SAX throughout. Yeah, the um, the build up to nightmare and stuff like that is something. Is 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 that's what I meant by like they actually follow through and and just use follow up on their conceits so well that is something that they can do because of the the, the linearity yeah. yeah and again it's 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 most emblematic in the various encounters of the sax which you get first very very early on where where again they're they're more like these scripted scenes where you have her like you go down the elevator and just like a second later the the sax bursts through and again this this blaze of destruction effectively and you get this very mm -hmm. un uh, unnerving, you know, uh, close-up shots. There's a couple of, like, just close-ups they use in, in the, the game throughout that are really, really effective at kind of, like, you know, piercing through to you. 
and yeah. you know uh, uh, creating that and then the various other ways you encounter the SAX it's it's a slow build and there's environmental suggestions of the presence of the SAX throughout again even though these are all scripted encounters you're not going to randomly come across you know the SAX yeah. at, at different points yeah. uh, they're they're effective because they're being allowed to be scripted out like this because they can have a scene where you you know you, you drop down into a vent and you see the SAX kind of slowly moving across and there's also uh, brilliant sound design choices like the footsteps you hear uh, with the SAX as it as it goes along. Again, like oh, just yeah. kind of building, and, and every scene is building and building towards this final confrontation that you have. And again, you're constantly reminded of how inferior you are, you know, to to it, and how you can't fight with it. Uh, and and then once it does like drop you into it, there's there's a couple of encounters where you just you you have to run away because you'll die in two shots. And and I love that they give you that chance. Again, it's not just like literal scripted scenes or whatever there is actual you know a certain time where you have to take charge and just you know run away you just got to get the hell away from it and it it does such a good job of creating that terror by building towards it and in, in all these other environmental decisions again you know you, you see that in the the designs of nightmare and such and well and, and other boss fights uh particularly uh, another good example i think is seeing the the frozen corpse of, of ridley early on in the game you could just accidentally kind of come across it by doing some standard exploration and it just yeah. it, it puts the seed in that that he's here and that you probably yeah. have to deal with it's him like, later ah uh, fuck <laughs> yeah yeah and that's a that's a great moment that they put in early on in the game before bringing him back later on yeah totally yeah they work that idea of that environment really well um yeah that's just- for sure, for sure. To go into something I wanted to complain about, um, and I don't, I'm not like swearing to this level design because I don't recall entirely, but like it, it wasn't conducive to me as I played it the way I play other Metroids and Metroidvanias because of its linear approach. Um, the thing I didn't appreciate was how much it blocked off and how much it prevented me from revisiting. You do revisit when it does like, oh, mission, we gotta go back to sector two. But like other, you know, other than those moments, a, a lot of times I want to be able to breathe and to be able to revisit at my own pace. And that's usually where I would get the extra little bits, like the missile upgrades and all that. So fusion was probably my barest Samus. Like, Sam, yeah. like my fusion Samus was, uh, anemic, let's just say. The barest, the barest <laughs> Samus in game, but the most clothed at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it, this is, it's especially a problem towards the end because, uh, if you wait till like towards the end of the game where you want to do like your kind of final, it starts putting you in a funnel stuff. And, it, and it's like you can't uh, get out of the funnel. Yeah. Well, there's just, there's no access. Like you can't yeah. return to those elevators that you were using access before. If you want to go back and get additional upgrades, there are secret passageways you have to unlock with, I think, the, the screw attack upgrade. These, these I was never going to know that. I was Yeah, it, it, and it doesn't tell you. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, game, found, the game doesn't let those, you know. Uh, yeah, I just found the, those. Um, but yeah, it's not. Like, yeah, it's not crazy yeah. well te- telegraphed. But uh, so, so in that case, that back. is, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that, that's a negative in terms of like if you're if you're wanting to collect it. But if you're someone like me who, you know, just wants to get to the end of the game and isn't as concerned about trying to 
check every single crevice. You know, I'll check it as I go along. I'll, I'll drop power bombs here and there as I'm progressing through, but I don't want to go through the tedious, you know, cleanup of, of picking up everything. Oh, you see, oh, so end. we're like literally <laughs> the exact opposite because nine times out of 10, I know that the thing on the pathway, unless I just got the power, uh, requires a power I don't have. So I'll usually wait until everything is like, okay, I clearly have what I need to have. And then I'll go back and explore to get the things. And I don't even go for 100%, but I'll go for enough missiles or enough health. Yeah, I, I just try and get what I go go along with and I'll try and, you know, I, I, I will strong arm my way through the end even if I don't have, if, even if I'm like woefully underprepared, I will, I will just keep going into that final boss and trying to beat it <laughs> because I don't want to backtrack and get more more stuff and have I to respect try and that. find things. <laughs> I went for 100% of course, but yep. you, you already knew that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one interesting thing I read was that this uh, was um, not sort of modeled after Super Metroid in terms of like, you know, the code, but, uh, but um, used the Wireland 4 as a uh, like sort of jumping off point or template um and so yeah it's not, not i guess it, it explains why it's definitely it's not a surprise that it uh looks and animates so beautifully because uh wireland 4 is is an absolute um yeah an absolute, visual uh, treat tr treat in that regard as well um each and each sort of uh to you know each 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 um sort of serving their own goal uh not just as a um you know not not just for for no reason but um um yeah is there any uh because we already <laughs> we, there's a lot of uh a lot of metroid talk day uh is there any like uh points like that you that are still open that you that we forgot to mention I'll I'll say as, as as someone who has has been trying to combat the criticisms of both of you guys so far, the one thing I'll say is that definitely towards the end, I I felt a a, a difficulty and unfairness spike uh, from from Ridley to the to the SAX fight, where it it ju did just feel like uh, it was impossible to dodge many attacks, uh, especially in the case of Ridley, uh, where it was just not fun to have to deal with how much space he took up and how much he would just clobber into me. But I think also part of what contributed to that was that I almost ran out of health on the the room right before him dealing with some of the space pirates and I didn't really have a way to get back and get more health. So I was running into the fight with about half health because you get a, a slight refill before boss fights, which is nice because uh, uh, and the only other boss I, I struggled a lot with was... Uh, Yakuza, the flipping spider, and uh, I just more so felt punished by that one because there's not a save point before you deal with him. Uh, it's kind of similar to dealing with Fantoon and Super Metroid, where the power is shut off, and so uh, you you really have to go through everything every time you lose. You gotta walk all the way back there again and deal with all the enemies along the way. I think Ridley is a really good example of Pablo's complaint about inelegance or whatever. Yeah. Ridley Ridley hasn't changed very much and he probably got worse because of the size difference now. He and he does basically the same things he did in Super um and uh yeah no I could definitely see that one as like a all right let's just tough this shit out and you know yeah. it, it, in another way I could argue that like that battle of attrition 
could be um, a moment of tension for Samus or whatever. But I can definitely understand Pavlos's design uh, perspective on that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's one of those things where it gets better with, with I think, every game in the series. You know, more and more bosses get designed with certain patterns in mind to the point now with where with Dread, uh, it literally advertises that you can beat every boss without taking any damage whatsoever. There's always a way to dodge attacks, always a way to read their patterns and a specific, you know, uh, order of events or actions to take, you know, and a bit more, even some puzzle aspects to certain bosses. Um in, in which you kind of got to figure out how to deal with them. So I think you will have a great time with that and see the progression of the series and how it improves on many of the issues you've uh, so far stated with, with Fusion. And again, even, you know, in continuing the trend of the great things that this game, uh, you know, Yeah, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, this is a great game. Yeah. And, um, and like, along the way, I really, like, again, uh, I just, uh, I was... Oh, um, again, like I, I wish they had spaced out the different environments a little, little better. But um, generally speaking, the moment because you know, like obviously, even though it's a linear game, there was also then a lot of backtracking going through the same areas. But that's definitely more of a problem, much more of a problem for me who wanted to get one hundred percent. Because you can also just, you know, just keep going forward. Like I, I you know, like. Uh, the, some of the backtracking was like oh can i like there was something there i forget for which weapon i'm just gonna go check to get whatever it was because they because they do mark when it when you fight like a block that you couldn't destroy before so uh you know sometimes i was like you know i'm in the area um i i couldn't get this open i wonder if i can get it open now if i can destroy it now so i would go there and obviously you know that's backtracking and stuff that you guys wouldn't have had um but uh but yeah no like in general speaking 90 percent of like the moment to moment you know like design uh, sort of combat puzzle design you know they do so so many cool things with the x um and like um you know with with the different abilities and so on um that you know it's really yeah it's really really great and uh um yeah, for sure, it's it's uh, it's a it's a it's a great game. Um, I think probably, uh, yeah, I mean definitely definitely the closest I've gotten to sort of really really loving a Metroid um, that's sort of feels more classically Metroid, even if it's linear. I feel this is still much more reminiscent of um, sort of a Metroid game than than two because again for two, like really love two but. Uh, it is such a different thing. Yeah, um, it's, it's very different. <laughs> like, like I think it's mo- more different than Fusion, even though Fusion is... Yeah, I mean, because 2, in many ways, is also pretty linear, you know? Um, yeah, well, and, but, and 2 uh, also has uh, some of the issues you say as well. Like, you know, literally with the Metroids there, you just plug missiles into them and, and hope you don't die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but again, it's also it's a it's designed differently. You know, it's it's less attrition and more about like hunting down and you know being un- right. uh, you know the the kind of unexpected nature of the encounters with the Metroids there. And again, they're not right. really bo- bosses. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, yeah. You know, it's it's all very different. Uh, For which sure. Is, which is why two is kind of I, like the black sheep of the series. I think um, I think there's a there's a merit to what Bros said or hinted at um, with like 
yeah, like I think I think yeah, there is a point to be made, like or there is a case to be made for the the battle of attrition, the the dumping missiles and stuff like that being sort of the point of it. Mm-hmm. Like I guess you can you know you can make you you can sort of uh, think of a <laughs> you know like this dirty battle, this tough like dirty battle between uh, and like like. Uh, with with much anim- animosity involved and stuff between uh, between Samus and Ridley, like you can sort of um, fit the uh, the aspect that I talked about. You you can sort of um, apply that or imagine that being, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you you get what I mean. Like uh, I, like I think it being like a dirty fight, like really. Um, elegance isn't required for a ridley fight is what you're saying but but it it would be a much more broader criticism generally of of other bosses uh applied elsewhere yeah i i think personally what i what i like about that as well is that it does allow for a lot more flexibility and forgiveness if if you're still figuring out the fights again as opposed to something like uh hollow knight or or other uh, games Mm -hmm. where you have like a very set small amount of uh hits that you can take uh, mm-hmm. Where that, where then learning the patterns of of bosses or trying to you know take down an enemy with lots of health uh, can be frustrating and challenging because you're you know you have to focus more on dodging than you do actually making attacks, and so the fact that you can yeah. tank a lot of hits gives you a bit more flexibility in learning a lot of the things in in fusion, uh, in, in particular, because again it's it's not like the bosses are all just dumb missiles. There is definitely certain yeah. opportunities you have to strike or certain areas you know and you got to watch for specific patterns and again it's a, a, a as we've been saying an, an evolution of the series and it continues on you know all the way and well uh, i think that's a great those are great uh concluding words because i think we went very deep on this game sorry unless i like unless i interrupted you before you wanted to say something no uh, no i i think we've definitely exhausted this topic uh, yeah. <laughs> on we on have given the 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 listener prime daydreamcast content yeah quite yeah. a way to come back uh and and i was glad to be here for it and to uh weigh in on the the, the metroid discussion especially but also the general gaming discussion yeah, as well. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much uh, for for coming in. Thanks so much for for, uh, yeah, tearing us back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think I probably will return to my penguins now. My penguin family. Um, oh. It's uh, much nicer there. <laughs> Until um, 1986. Yeah, you know, it's uh, actually the weather there is also pretty. Pretty decent now, actually. Where you know. Outrun <laughs> is gonna get number one. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We'll we'll meet again. Uh, the latest at the latest, we will meet again for uh, for the clash for the for the big uh, for the event of the year. Really, everyone's been waiting for it since the last one. I know I have, uh, which is gonna be yeah, game of the year, nineteen eighty six. Some heavy hitters there, but uh, yeah, let's. Uh, Let's see what uh, uh, you know. Actually, we might have, or Brogan might have some some video stuff for that, right? You're not sure yet if you if you're gonna do it. But uh, I probably won't do all of them, but yeah, we we should yeah. we should definitely do at least one like recording together, together. or whatever. That that sounds yeah. like a good idea. So uh, yeah, yeah, some of the research for the cast you will you will see in video form, I think, uh, which is exciting. Um, of course, uh, Calvin is gonna be joining us for that one. 
but yeah, uh, this was Metroid Fusion. I will I will hopefully get to Dread soon. And uh, yeah, um, if we if we get back before the game of the year cast, it'll be maybe with something shorter, like an arcade game or you know an older um, an older game. But um, yeah, no no promises. So uh, you know, see you and hear you again whenever the, whenever the time comes. And uh, yeah, stay uh, stay fresh. <laughs>